All right, we are live. Welcome to the Sauscast, episode 52 Sauscast, where finance meets romance, right, Natalia? Sometimes I lead yes. with romance, and you're like, no, it's finance first, or finance meets romance, <laughs> only here on Valuetainment, the number one channel in the world for entrepreneurs. Shout out to everybody out there watching, listening, following, subscribing. We love you. We appreciate you. And we got an awesome show with lovely, smart, intelligent, capable women to educate the young men out there. I don't know if you guys know, but probably 90 95% of our audience are men hey, between fellas. the ages of 21 and 35. Shout out to the youngsters. Shout out to the old guys if you're 40 like me. But we're here for you guys. Anyways, what we do here on the Sazcast is we're here to help men improve, get better in life. Okay? So we want to help you improve financially in the sexual marketplace and just win in life. What do we always say, Nat? We want to get them paid, laid, and do it their way. way. I almost said their way. Your <laughs> way. But we're here for you guys. This is what we do. Um, we've had a whirlwind last month. Vegas, California. We did the event at the vault. We flew to Spain. Me and PBD, Andrew Tate. We're going to be covering all that today. Mm-hmm. But before we cover all that, let's meet our amazing panel. And I want to get as much of Jen as possible <laughs> right now because she may have to leave us an hour in. But um, let's introduce our panel. So Jen Herrera, Rebecca Barrett, Chelsea Cross. Did I say Cross? You did. Okay, but let's meet Jen first. So Jen. Hi, Sauce. Hi, Jen. <laughs> She's one of the few women that still call me Sauce, okay? Um, but I've known Jen since college. We were, yeah. She was one of my best friends in college. Since then, she's killed it. She's on TV. She's been on NBC. She's a reporter, anchor. She's an author. She's a mom. She's a wife. All that and then some. What else? I mean, I think you got it. I Did mean, I get it? Well, I'm kind of an Uber driver these days, to be That's honest right. with you. So we forgot to. We, we got to go down the candle, lords. We got some issues. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. But Jen, it's great. To, I don't know the last time I've been saw you in person. We did a Zoom interview when COVID hit. We did. And I was telling people to save that money. Yeah. Fill us in on what you got going on right now. So I currently host a show on NBC6 here in Miami. It's called Six in the Mix. And it's mm-hmm. a lifestyle entertainment show. Um, I did news for 15 plus years. So it is a nice change of pace for me, mm-hmm. especially where I am in life right now. Uh, I loved doing news. I covered big stories and I traveled a lot, but I missed a lot when my kids were little. Mm-hmm. I tra- like I would go- be gone for like 10 days, 14 days. Um, and it came to a point where I was like, okay, what am I doing? Is it worth it? Uh, took some time off and then I got a call from NBC to host a show. I work part-time at NBC. It's perfect. I'm live on TV every day, so I'm doing what I love. From uh, home or from you? No, like, I go to now. the studio every single day, so I'm there. But then I told the general manager when he called, I said, I want to be on TV. I want to be live. I want to tell good stories. I want to do a live show. I love live, everything live, but mm-hmm. I want to pick up my kids from school every day. And he oh, said, okay, we're going to make it happen. It's a great deal. Yeah, I, I know. Like, she told yeah. the general manager. It wasn't a request. Well, I think, and I, oh gosh, that probably sounds all sorts of ways, doesn't <laughs> it? But I do think, and I think you ladies would probably agree with me. Um, you get to a point and you get to an age where you can say that and you can request that and mm. you can say, this is what I'm going to do. If that doesn't work, cool. Right. No problem. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm, it, I don't like to use the word blessed because I think I worked for what I have now, Um, but I am very blessed in other ways in life that I get to do what I love to do under the circumstances. You've earned your status. All right. Well, it's great to see you in person. Thank you. I can't. I mean, the stories from the keg parties. Let's not. not, We're not going to go there. We're not going to. We're professionals. Oh, my God. Well, you're a professional. (laughs) I'm just pretending to be one on the Internet. Anyway, Jen, I love you. It's great to see you. Uh, for those of you that have been watching this Ozcast for a couple of years now, it's on Valuetainment. You might recognize Rebecca Barrett. She's this is your third time on the show, I want to say. Yeah. Former boss babe, CEO. She turned into a housewife. She let it all go. Former feminist. Now she speaks out against feminist. Uh, wife, mother, 
Entrepreneur. Anything else I forgot with that? Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Yes. What's new in your world? Um, my baby's six months. <laughs> um, she's six months and she's the best. And yeah, life is pretty good. Slow. It's everything's slow and like easy and amazing. I love it. Slow. Usually when there's a baby six months, I don't usually hear slow. Yeah, it's like we're we're just Nesting. in our groove. Yeah, like we're in our groove. Good. And, and we're what's your husband's name again? James. Shout out to James. Shout thanks out for, to James. Sh- thanks for letting Rebecca be on the show so often. We appreciate <laughs> you. Um, and I'm sure you're going to have some hot contract? takes. Where's my contract? We got to sign this lady. See? Listen, like <laughs> Last but not least, certainly not least, Chelsea Cross, personal branding expert. She's been on uh, all over the TV. I mean, I, I, I want to get it right, but Forbes, Bloomberg, MSNBC, all the above. Also a wife and mother. True. Correct. How many kids? One kid. One kid. So you got one. 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 Two. Okay, two. Exactly. Yeah. Does, you know, furry babies count? You tell me. Because maybe like one and a half. You got a dog. <laughs> okay. Um, and oh, I met you. It was at a all. It was. It was. I'll, I'll remember exactly. It was March of 2018, I want to say. And it was at a women's CEO panel, mm-hmm. like a boss babe panel that my friend Sarah Kiba does in South Beach at the Raleigh in South Beach. And you were there, you were on the panel, you were one of the special guests there, and you were there with a very attractive lady who happened to be your mom. And yes. I was like hollering at the mom. I was like, oh, hold on, what's going on here right now? <laughs> um, and we did an interview together yeah. and you crushed it. It was amazing. We've been in touch and following each other for, mm-hmm. for years now. How's your mom doing? She's doing great. Yeah. She's right. totally embracing being a grandma. Oh, Hot. she's a grandma. Hot, Hot grandma. grandma. Hot grandma. Hot grandma. Hot grandma. <laughs> How nice. Yes. Oh, cool. And uh, what are you up to these days? You know, it's amazing in talking to the ladies before we started working, but becoming a mom just changes yeah. everything, mm-hmm. you know, especially a working mother and uh, priorities. And pre pandemic, I was on the road every other week in 2019 it was a record-breaking travel year for work it was i didn't even unpack my suitcase because it wasn't you know even worth it Mm. and i upon becoming a mom i did want to be more present i did want to not be on the road all the time and i really was passionate about getting deeper with my clients i was seeing such a trend with all of my personal branding and uh, business development clients that we needed to do so much work on themselves their mindset before we even could break through to all of the professional development. Mm. So I've always been interested in personal development, but um, I'm a month out from getting my NLP practitioner license, which is neuro linguistics programming. Which everyone is basically, knows neuro linguistics. Everybody, no, everybody. On, NLP, it's like you know, NLP. pass the salt. But it's <laughs> it's it's funny that it's so foreign because it's the language of our brain, mm. which we all have, and mm. strengthening our motivation, decision making strategies, um, how we go about thinking about everything, the thoughts in our head, the stuff, self talk stories. So it's been amazing because all of what I'm learning is also so cool as a mother mm. raising children in this world that we live in today, mm-hmm. let alone for myself as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as a wife, as a mom, as a friend, and for my clients. So I would say that's the newest piece a month out from the NLP practitioner license. Very excited. Can't wait to use it. Love it. Shout out to all the NLPs out there. I mean, we got a huge NLP audience. Um, and last but not least, I think she's the only person in the room other than me that doesn't have kids that we know about. Natalia Del Valle in the house. Everyone's fan favorite. Everyone's got a crush on Natalia. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the chat. Give Natalia mm-hmm. some love. Yes. Natalia, some what do you, what do you want some? the people to know? Cash what do you want apps. people to hear? 
we take that. But I think I really want to get the good super chats. I really want some good questions. We have a really great panel up today, and I think that the men can really take advantage of the information we're going to get out here. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be very entertaining. So if you're not already, make sure you like the video, comment, share, and subscribe to the channel. Because just so you know, if you haven't kept up with Valuetainment for this week, you're missing a lot, and there's a lot going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. So make sure you guys get to that, and I'm excited for this podcast I'm get this all right going. so today we're talking with women uh so you men out there understand how women think and not just any old women very um capable responsible <laughs> professional beautiful amazing women i can go on but jen's gotta go soon so um you can so keep going i can keep going <laughs> there's um, some more adjectives in that's there. true we can do it all um but so just so everyone understands we asked this at the beginning of every show so this is where finance meets romance is where money and relationships meet so we start off with just basic stuff up front we want to know your relationship status family status which we covered a little bit of mm-hmm. but we'll get clear on that and then how you make money okay. so relationship status and career money go ahead chelsea and we'll go th- this way i'm almost about to celebrate six years married to my husband jordan which is uh, i can't believe six years um we've actually known each other since we were 12. wow oh my gosh so we really grew up together um and he was in my corner every aspect of my career i started working in radio at 16 so a lot of you know men could have been intimidated Mm -hmm. um and he was my biggest cheerleader um and still is so that's amazing so guys if you want a girl who's badass you got to be her cheerleader you wow. know you gotta, and what does jordan do for work real estate hurricane impact windows um and he's an entrepreneur too all, all into the bitcoin all into the crypto all into investing mm-hmm. who spends the Money most guy. time with the with the kid I would say we're really 50-50. We're very lucky that both of our parents live 10 minutes away. So we have a lot of a lot of grandparent help. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, he's equally dropping off and picking up as I am. And that's how our household runs, especially because we both provide for our household. And, you know, I'm a very like, yes, I'm a woman. Yes, you're a man. But I don't really give a shit about gender roles. Gotcha. So traditional gender roles is not the game you play. No. We ain't playing that game. Well, no. uh, there's someone on the panel that might want to disagree with you. Rebecca Barrett, <laughs> a self-proclaimed housewife. Uh, Rebecca, oh, real quick, how do you make your money? Oh, multiple ways. I okay. like you know, I like multiple revenue streams at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a LinkedIn instructor, so I have five courses on LinkedIn Learning. Um, that's great passive income after mm-hmm. you know all the work is of done. Course, upfront work. One-on-one coaching clients, any brand ambassador work, uh, speaking engagements. And social media. Just a personal branding influencer extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. Respect. Uh, Rebecca. Yeah. Relationship status. Who's the boss in the family? How you make your money? Let's hear it. Okay. So um, I've been married coming two years. We've been together four years to James, my amazing husband. Um, baby, obviously, six months. And um, how I make money, YouTube, podcast podcasting um i guess i'm a social media influencer yeah you are (laughs) it's such a weird thing creator 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 yes creator so um but my husband makes most of the money in our house and i just do this for fun well shout out to you um okay 
Well, uh, someone who doesn't just do it for fun as a okay. career, Jen Herrera. <laughs> but I been, like that you do it for fun. You've, yeah. been, um, you've been in news for how long now? Give me your relationship status, work status, all that. Okay, so I have been married almost 18 years. What? To my wow. husband, Jason. Congratulations. Yes. <gasps> Jordan, James, and Jason. Yes. Wow. Look at Look that. Look at that. Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. Regular old son. Just standing out here doing his thing. <laughs> looking for a J. <laughs> Not that kind of J, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Jason's a firefighter for Miami-Dade mm. County. Uh, he's been a firefighter about 20 years. Mm. Uh, we have two kids. They're 13 and 14. I don't know if I said that. Two daughters. Our oldest just started high school, which wow. is crazy. My oldest is wow. almost the same age we were yes. when we first met our freshman in college, which wow. is, just, which is <laughs> nuts. Um, I make my money. I'm a, I'm a journalist, and I've been a journalist since I graduated college at 22. So I've been I've worked for two networks down here. I did some freelance work in between. Um, so I've, yeah, that's, I mean, my primary income has come from that for all of these years. Uh, we also own a landscape design and install business. Mm -hmm. So firefighters uh, have flexible schedules and so we managed to build that and I credit my husband so much with that because the TV industry is very fickle and you are their top dog one day and you are not the next and my husband saw that over the years and so we started JW Landscape and that is uh, you know roles reverse it's interesting so I was the breadwinner at one point for quite some time early in our marriage uh, now I would say he is because he takes the primary role in the company, but it's a company that we run together. We are more of a traditional household. I do believe, I don't know if I want to call them gender roles, but I definitely do the stereotypical mom-wife stuff, and I love it. Like, I like to cook. I like to do the laundry. Uh, yeah, we were joking about being an Uber driver. I like taking my kids places, mm. even if they roll their eyes at me and don't talk to me much these days because they're <laughs> teenage girls. Yes. I like being in the car with them, and I like listening in, and my husband couldn't name any teachers that my children have probably since the second or third grade, uh, but he's out there working. It's not because he's not interested. It's not because he doesn't yeah. value uh, what they're doing. Um, I'm in charge. I'm in charge of the calendar, um, and, and I'm know, okay with that. Firefighters get a little bit of a pass. Too. <laughs> yes, respect to the firefighters respect. out there. Respect, respect to the police out you. there. Blue lives matter and red lives. Is that red lives matter? I don't sure, know. I just we'll made start, that up. We'll start something new. Hot <laughs> firemen matter. Anyway, I had a bunch of questions just to kind of warm this thing up to get to know each other, but I want to get right into this thing. Okay. Okay. So let's just jump right in. By the way, we're going to be answering your questions at the end of the show, whether Jen stays or not. We'll still stay for the rest I'm, of the show. I keep checking. If Jen's checking her phone, she's not being rude. She just wants to make sure that her kids are okay and that she's being a good mom and that she can stay. Anyway, um, let's get into it. So we had an, a, an event at the vault the other day. Um, it's our massive event. We had 2,000 people there, um, all sorts of speakers, famous people, all yada, yada, yada. And um, someone asked me, they said, you know, how, what do you think the, the, the best um, balance of life is for a man and a woman relationship? And, you know, someone who is briefly engaged, not married, I was like, all right, let me think about it. And I had an epiphany, maybe I had a couple too many cocktails, and I said, well, you know, life is a highway. And that, I think it was a song that. And the difference between men and women is that there's, there's an exit ramp for women at some point if they want to have kids. I said, if you're a man, if you're driving down the highway of life, uh, you just need to keep going. Sometimes you'll change lanes, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Pivot careers. But for the most part, you're a dude. Keep driving. As you ladies know, who have all have kids, um, if you're driving down the highway, having your career, getting your thing going, tracing success, school, all that, at some point, you're going to have to get off the highway and get some gas, a.k.a. have some kids, raise some kids, raise a family, the whole nine. So 
That was kind of the analogy I had for women. And then at some point, you got to get back on the highway. Like, so for instance, if you've got a six-month-year-old, mm-hmm. that's a lot different than someone who's raising a kid who's about to be a freshman in high school. And how old are you? 15 your, months. 15 months. So you're in yeah. similar category. Mm-hmm. You guys are different. So there's there's a different, you know, aspect of when to get back onto the highway. So my first question is to you, and I'll just open it up. Um, Jen, we'll start with you. Okay. Is what is the appropriate work-life balance for women? I don't know if you can say that's an appropriate work-life balance. I think it depends on everybody's situation. Um, you know, I'm not a single mom, obviously. So when I had kids, I had help. I also had family locally who could help. I had my kids very young. So I think your energy is different when you're young. Mm. Um, my husband stayed home more when my kids were young. So I think I, ju- I just think it's so s- situational that I don't think we can say it's appropriate. It's interesting that you use that highway and ramp analogy. And maybe ignorance is bliss. I was 26, I think, when I had Mackenzie. I never thought of not getting back on the highway. You know what I mean? Like at that point in my life, I was so career driven and so career focused that it was like, I mean, I literally have a piece of paper that I could show if people don't believe me that says I'm going to have two kids before I'm 30. I'm going to be a main anchor. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to do this. You wrote this all out. Oh, I have it on a piece of paper. Yeah. Like I was. Put it into the universe. So it wasn't Mm -hmm. about me. I don't know if I would say getting off a ramp, maybe like pulling over for a little bit and then coming back on. The scenic route. Yeah, maybe the scenic route. like that. Yeah. So I think, I don't know if I would say appropriate. I think it just depends on the situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to have kids as a woman, you're going to need to plan for this. No, you're going to have to plan for it. And it's going to change your life and it's going to change your outlook. And it may not happen right away. Like I didn't have that aha moment. Like, oh crap, what am I doing? Until my kids were like four and five where I was like, I am missing a lot. You know, like, don't get me wrong. I missed them horribly when I wasn't with them and the hours were crazy, but I didn't have that moment. Like, what mm-hmm. am I doing until they're about four or five years old? So I guess my question to you is as, as a career woman, fair to say, yep. what percentage did you spend focusing on your career versus focusing on being a mom? Hmm. Early, early on, and I'm almost ashamed to say it, not that I did not love my kids more than life itself, but I was probably 60, 40 career. Okay. Now, you could take everything away and I wouldn't care. I would stay with my kids and I would make it work with my kids. Really? So early when you were young and you were in your mid-20s when you started having kids, you were more career focused. 100%. And now that you're... 41, it's okay. Jesus, Jen, you're looking good. (laughs) Um, You're... What would you say the, the balance is now? Oh, 90, 10, 80, 20. In favor of the kids. In favor of the kids. I make sacrifices every single day. I've made career sacrifices in, in these later years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's weird Stop to say. It, Jen, later I know, years. It's, it's weird to say. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, uh, and call it perspective, call it age. I don't know, circumstance. You know, I was loyal no. to a fault initially in my industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is something called, yeah, I consider being loyal to a fault. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't regret it because it taught me so much, but it definitely changed my perspective. Mm-hmm. Rebecca, you you kind of have an opposite perspective on this mm. because if I understand your story correctly, you were living in New York, I want to say, and you were 100% about your career. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. And you had an epiphany one day. You're like, what am I yeah. doing? I need to find a man. I need. A, I want to have a family. I want to have a kid. Uh, and you found your man. You have a six month. You're amazing. Mm-hmm. Where's your work life balance right now? How much are you spending on family, being a wife, being a housewife, versus creating content, working, chasing success? Yeah. So I would say right now it's ninety five percent family, baby, husband, and oh yeah, I was off a little bit, and then five percent YouTube and everything else that I do and. What I try to do is I, pr- I want 
the focus to be on my family. I want my whole life, you know, I was focused on career. I was focused on being this billionaire entrepreneur and, you know, being on the cover of Entrepreneur Magazine and Forbes Magazine. And then, you know, I got onto some of those publications and I was like, wow, I raised money and my life is still, (laughs) I'm still miserable inside, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think for a lot of women, they prioritize, you have like the five-year, the 10-year plan, right, for your career. But then when you ask, what do you want in a husband? Do you want to have kids? Like, is that something that you're thinking about? I think a lot of women don't think about that. And I wish that more women would say, okay, I'm focusing on my career right now. I'm focusing on whatever it is, right? Working, getting my education. But I think women should have that level of foresight for what you want. Because the same way you plan out your tenure, like, I'm going to be this, I'm going to raise this amount of money, I'm going to, you know, do this many streams or whatever, you have to plan a little bit for your family and what Mm -hmm. you want. And Mm -hmm. um, are you saying that most women don't plan out the family, they're more focused on their career? Yes. And that's how that's what I've seen. I've seen a lot of women, especially being an entrepreneur. A lot of women are like, okay, I'll just freeze my eggs at 35. Like, it's totally fine. This is very common these days. And even companies are paying for women to freeze their eggs. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Um, but that's all fine and dandy, but also it's a lot harder. I'm 33 years old and I'm not saying that I'm a spring chicken, but sometimes I wish I had a baby earlier when I had more energy and when I had that stamina. Now I'm like coast, like I'm great. We're doing great, but you know, you just want a little bit more energy. And I think that if women start understanding this and putting that into their brain saying like, okay. I do want this career. However, I know I have to take the scenic route and Mm -hmm. then I can come back on the highway, right? And I think that society is saying, especially for women, it's like, go get that degree, go chase this, go chase that. And it's fine, but there's also like marriage and children are slavery and marriage and children are a trap and don't do that. You don't want to focus on that. And I think that's messed up. You're saying that's sort of the pervasive uh, narrative out there that, I think that that's feminists the narr- are kind of pushing? What? Yeah, I mean, I just, I heard it all the time. Like, you don't need to worry about that right now. Like, just do whatever you're doing, and then a man will fall into your lap. Yeah, doesn't necessarily no. work that way. And, like, for, I think it's a little bit different, too, because I was single in New York, you know, just living the dating scene. You had your husband that you've known since you were 12, you know, so it's like, I think it's a little bit... I've been I, married since yeah. I was like 12, basically. <laughs> you got married at what age? 24. 24. Wow. Yeah. So right after college. Wow. I mean, two yeah. years after. Boom. Yeah. And so I think, you know, these days everyone's on Hinge and Bumble and Tinder. I think the dating landscape has also changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was a part of that, like that transition from like, oh, okay, like everyone's on Tinder, everyone's on Bumble, everyone's on Hinge. And... You know, it's just like they they think about it after the fact. They're like, okay, I'll just push it as far as I possibly can. How'd you finally meet your husband? At a at a work event <laughs> in real life. In real life, IRL. Yeah, that works too. Yeah. Well, see, you're chasing your career, but yeah, 
It was at a, it was at after my meeting um, with a mm-hmm. manager at this place that I was trying to do business at. And he was there, and I was like, hi. Got it. <laughs> so, so let me summarize this. When Jen was getting caught, you know, starting in the, in the news business, media, you were more 60-40 focused on career, 40% family to, a, to an extent. I was very, yes. I okay. mean, I don't want to. That's gosh, sounds so bad. No, I mean, listen, no. your kids aren't going to watch um, but this. But no, this I is, was, yes, I was very okay. career-driven. You were career-driven. Yes. There's nothing Rebecca, wrong with that. Rebecca, you were 100% mm-hmm. focused on your career. Mm-hmm. Now you're the exact opposite, 95% family, 5%. Mm-hmm. So Chelsea, we're weigh in on this because you said you've known your husband since you were 12. You were kids. Yes. You said you split time 50-50, raising the family, non-traditional gender roles. Where yeah. were you at work-life balance? How would you summarize that? <sighs> I feel like work-life balance for everybody is different definition, right? Like, so my definition of work-life balance, someone could be like, that's not gonna work for me, right? Mm-hmm. So my definition of work-life balance was, for example, I was on the road a lot, I was traveling a lot, and I didn't want to be that committed to being away from my family. So I rerouted, so putting more emphasis and energy on, you know, part of my business that would not have me away from the family as much. More of my coaching, more of my LinkedIn courses. Um, Right now, if I had to put a percentage on it, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's um, seven, I feel like sometimes it depends on the week as well, what's what's on the burner, you know, what client deadline or project am I working on? But I would say overall there's a, you know, 60, 40. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that, especially because I work four days a week. I, 60, 40 in what capacity? 60% I think 60, more work? 60 work? family. Okay, 60 work. family. Yes. My gotcha. brain still is in very much, I had a newborn. I, st- mm-hmm. I feel like he came out of me yesterday. Yeah, we were still. Just so <laughs> I still feel like I'm, I literally felt when he turned one, I don't know how about, well, you, you got six months, but I felt like at one, I felt like, okay, I feel like me again. Yeah, it takes a while. I started to feel like me again, and I started to feel uh, motivated to be back at the computer hustling. Mm -hmm. Um, I was not motivated right away. So I would say, you know, if we were having this conversation, you know, six months ago, Mm -hmm. it would have been more family time because I didn't have the motivation. Um, But now it is a renewed motivation. I feel excitement again. My son is 15 months old. Um, He's out of the blob phase i call it and um so i would say 60 40 60 for family though because my brain Mm -hmm. is in transformation i mean i just had a child my whole family just evolved and this transformation still feels like my wings are spreading i don't Mm -hmm. feel like they're completely spread or um but i would say that's a healthy that sounds healthy i think a question that i have and this is something rebecca i know you can weigh in on for sure are these concept of traditional gender roles these days, yeah. you know, not to get too political and too woke right now, how many genders are there out there? Uh, who knows? Right. Um, call me traditional, even though I'm not a conservative or traditionalist, I kind of think there's just men and women. And then, you know, that's kind of it. But, um, you said, I don't believe in traditional gender no. roles. No. Uh, not, you didn't say traditional genders. Yeah. Um, traditional I want to kind of get into this concept of traditional gender mm-hmm. roles. Jen, who is a boss babe, you know, working on, on the news, you know, out there, she still said, yeah, I kind of more traditionalist. My husband's sort of the boss, right? Rebecca was a full-on feminist, shaved her head, 
wearing the vagina hats, the whole freaking thing. Oh, I missed that. Now she's gone. Well, this was the last episode. Wow. Now she's gone p- complete 180. And the husband's clearly, <laughs> husband's clearly the boss. Yeah, I found that out in the first show that she did. And you said that you're more 50-50. Yeah. Now, there's um, a common phrase in the manosphere where it's that men lead and women follow. And that's not basically mm-hmm. subjugating women to a lesser class. It's that the man sort of is the head of the household and the woman is there to support the man. It's almost like the man is the CEO and the woman could be the CFO. She C-O-O? could be... She doesn't need to be the secretary. It's not dismissive, okay? Um, but traditional gender roles um, weigh in on this, Jen. Where are your thoughts at? I think it depends on the situation, kind of how I mentioned earlier. Like, And I think this goes into making a, a good marriage or a good relationship work. Like, There are times when someone's going to be here and someone's going to be here, and then they're going to go back and forth, and I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. I think that if you are obsessed with being the best or be making the most money, sorry if my mic is dropping here, um, I don't think that's a healthy relationship overall, right? It's not healthy of what? If you're like, okay, I have to be number one. I have to be the best. I have to be in charge. I have to make the most money. Like, I don't know, at least in my marriage, we've gone back and forth over the years. But I will say, like, when, uh, how I mentioned TV is a very fickle industry, we went through, when I left the first station where I had been working for 15 years, it kind of came out of nowhere. You know, contract negotiations, you know, they were looking for something different. And at that point, I had been making a majority mm-hmm. of the money. My husband stepped up. Like my husband got that business. It was already had already started, but got it going so that we didn't skip a beat. And when I saw that, I was just like, okay, cool. Like you are going to take care of me mm-hmm. no matter what. And I I think that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Like I don't yes. and I don't did you and become like, more attracted yes, to your husband? You literally just changed your face. You're Listen, like, and he's a firefighter, so he was already hot. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but when he allowed our life to not skip one beat mm-hmm. um i was you you, you kind of like fall in love respect everything mm-hmm. all over again yeah. uh so yeah I, I i i he's the head of the household and i'm okay with that like yeah. i i have no problem saying that it doesn't take away from anything that i do every day or anything that i've accomplished or i, I don't feel lesser than him um but yeah I, I do you want- think women today um modern day women working women uh, feminists if you want to go there have a hard time saying, yes, the man is the head of the household. Just saying that phrase, is that palatable to them? I think you, so, some people. Really? Yeah. I think it depends think? on the woman. I think I would the never say that. You would never say what? That my husband's the head of the household. That's something you wouldn't say? No. And you don't feel like that emasculates your husband? No, because... No, I really don't. And we've had this conversation between him and I as mm-hmm. well. Sorry, Jordan. We're putting this out. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan, and, and, you know, all of and I think all of our friends and family would totally understand this and how him yeah. and I operate is we're a team. And mm-hmm. to me, that's what marriage is. You are partners in life. Yeah, no doubt. So, I, I'm not going to push back on yeah. that. You are partners. But at some point, like there needs to be like who makes the final decision. Right? We do. It's just a. It's not like we all did. right, the buck stops here. It just no. doesn't work that way. No, anyhow. there's never been one decision that he said, Chelsea, this is happening, or I've said, Jordan, wow. this is happening. Everything is a collective conversation. We go through pros and cons. We run it by each other. Sometimes we'll run it by people that we trust, and we make decisions together. And that's mm-hmm. just always how we've operated. So I think for someone to be like the more dominant one would just not be our thing mm-hmm. so when you hear this phrase men lead women follow that doesn't fit you no it's it kind of like you want to throw up in your mouth a little bit when you hear that 
I am very open to however people find their happiness and their groove in their household, in their marriage, with their family. Mm -hmm. I don't think, I think that we love to put things in a box. We Mm -hmm. love to label things. We love to put, you know, boundaries on everything and you can't go out. But fluidity is nice too, Mm -hmm. you know, to not have such hard structure because life is life. There's a lot of unexpected things. There's highs, there's lows, there's sickness, there's health. So sometimes someone has to step up. Sometimes mm-hmm. the other person has to step up. Sometimes you have to lead together. Sometimes one of you literally, you know, is just more tired. Whatever it might be, you know, life happens. Mm-hmm. And I think if you can be the partners for each other, then you have each other's back in whatever stage of life, phase of life, challenge you're facing together. Mm-hmm. Now, do me a favor. Let's can we do a poll? Can we do it? Can yeah. we see the chats? Let's put a poll up there. Let's mm-hmm. ask our audience. Who should be the head of the household? Put mm-hmm. the man or depends on the situation. Is that fair? <laughs> I don't want to make this like a man or versus woman, right? Yeah. And I'll the man. I will but say. But depends on the situation. I, is that fair? Is that yeah, a fair situation? Okay. I was going to say if a woman is choosing to run the home, take mm-hmm. care of the children, not bring in any income, and the yes. man is bringing in all the income, I yeah. think that there's a difference so in power roles there. So it depends on income. There. I do believe that that Okay. Is, is that how it works in your household? Um, you said... Honey, James, you're the boss. I'm going to raise the kid. I'll do the family. You have the final say. How does it work? Yeah, that's basically how it That's it. End of question. All right, guys, show's over. That's it. <laughs> no, but, um, you know, I, 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 understand what, I understand what she's saying, right? Where it is a team. My husband's the CEO. I'm the COO. I'm the operations manager, mm-hmm. okay? Like, but I think that, you know, uh, this is how I put it. The husband's the head, the woman's the neck. You yes. can't turn the head without the neck. Yes. Right? So we are this we are working towards the same goals. Mm-hmm. We are working on the same team. It's and my marriage counselor, uh, my premarital counselor said all the times like you guys are like if you are beating each other up, it's like beating up the car that you drive. You look like an idiot cuz you're beating up your own car. Like you're slashing your own tires. What like, do you mean beating each other up? Like Beating like with words. And, no, like, no I don't, I don't mean down. like physically, but give me some examples. Like you mean as far as who is the boss, traditional roles, who's got the yeah, final say, like, what does that mean? Just tearing like each tearing each other down. Like the respect aspect is aspect is so important, especially for men. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah. when I when I talk to my husband, it's all like and I know his love language. And I think that's very important for people to understand their um, partners, their spouse's love language. My husband's love language is words of affirmation. So I know that I'm breathing life into him. Mm-hmm. And I think that as a woman, that's such a powerful thing that we have, that we have that ability to inspire men. Just like just like um, what Jen says, you know, I was feel like I was like, oh, like that's so hot, right? Like, because that's something that's intrinsic to us as men and women. We desire our man to like to be there, to be that strong man in the forefront, right? If my if my if someone broke into my house and and held us at gunpoint, my husband didn't do anything, he whimpered behind me, I'd be like, I'm divorcing this <laughs> in a second. In a second, because that's I'd be like, go out there with them. Yeah, you know, I was like, go. that's our that's <laughs> exactly. our daughter and and me, like, if yeah. he's running behind me and expecting me to f- figure it out and to deal with it, 
done. We're done. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because that just proves this man Mm -hmm. doesn't have any balls. Well, let's use that as a metaphor for common times. Do you think that's a problem that men are basically lacking balls these days? Is there something about society basically propping up women? It's the feminization. It's the men. There, there is a problem. The, the problem is, is that men are becoming more effeminate and that's because of how society has positioned it to be, you know, and I, and I was a former feminist. I know all the talking points <laughs> from, you know, the hardcore feminists. And, you know, I think that building up women is not a bad thing. I think women should be empowered. I, I am pro women. However, I'm not with women putting men down no and i think that today that's the narrative that's what modern feminism is today it's misandry it's putting men down putting them to the corner we don't need men i can you know have a baby from stem cells and whatever no Mm. no 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 no, no. and if we if that continues to be the narrative men are not going to want to show up because i think men at this point are done with dealing with these hardcore women that they're dealing with they're facing today if you if you can't even open a door for a woman and she says thank you or that's misogyny or whatever that's that's a load of crap well don't most women it's almost like you know there's the majority the silent majority then there's a vocal very small minority what call that feminist i think most women want men to be gentlemen and open the door and treat women like chivalrously and pay for dates and show respect. Like bring they the flag. Want- I feel like men, women still want that, but there's a small segment of society that's like, I don't need no man. You can't tell me what and to do. And it's almost like wrong for women to want that sometimes. Yeah. Like the impression yeah. is yes. that it's not okay for a woman to want that. But I who, think who, who creates either, that? Either I don't know if it's the majority, minority. I don't know, but I know that it's society. a lot of what you see and you hear. And it's like, like the fact that I like to cook for my husband every single yeah. night. Like, but who complains but I, about but that? Other women. Other like, women. Oh, you want to yeah, you want to cook for your man? It's like, yes. Yes, I love him yeah. and I want to make him dinner. Yeah. So what? I make him sandwiches every morning. Like for, for, for lunch. I make him his lunch. I make him his breakfast. I make him his dinner. I like it. And I mm-hmm. think that a lot of women like it. I think a lot of women like it. I, You're saying you like to do that as well? I do. I love taking care of my husband. Cause Even he take, a- because he takes care of me. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and I love taking care of my husband too. Yeah. I love cooking. Yeah. I love. I, I don't love doing laundry. <laughs> I don't love doing laundry. But I do the laundry. laundry. Yeah, I really but I do the laundry. Okay, so from three. But he has his roles in the house too. What are his roles? He will do the dishes. Okay. He will. He will fold laundry. I will do laundry. Mm-hmm. And again, these are interchangeable. Yeah. Um, Chelsea, if your husband came, came home one day and he said, "Chelsea, that's it. I just realized I'm the freaking man. I make money. I do my thing. Here's the deal." Uh, you're going to take care of the house. You're going to take care of the 15-year-old. Laundry, 15. dishes, cleaning, 15 months, right? That's it. I'm putting my foot down. All right? And uh, where's my dinner? How would you respond to something like that? That I would throw up. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> that's not so okay. It just doesn't fit you at all. It's just not who you are. It's not your DNA. No. Okay. No, and no, he would no. never say something like that And anyway. he would never say He would gotcha. crack up um, and be like, that would just never fly. That, Truly, truly, truly for any single man listening right Mm -hmm. now, you might have an idea 
of how your wife is going to be, your marriage is going to be, how your home is going to be run. But it is all dependent on the partnership, <laughs> who you meet, how she was raised, what her values are, what she's comfortable doing and not comfortable doing. Is she working? Does she make her own money? All of those variables are going to play such a huge role in your relationship and how you guys operate. And you nailed it. It's men tend to be the head. They have a head. They have a head, right? They're mm-hmm. dominant in heads. But the women are the neck. I think we have the emotional intelligence and the empathy that's just a little more polished and mm-hmm. heightened than men. And I think that's where the neck really comes into play a lot as well as even just logistics and multitasking. Um, but I do believe that... Um, Gender roles are your definition is different than everybody else's definition. And it doesn't matter what you think, depending on who you meet Mm -hmm. later in your life or tomorrow, that that's going to shape the entire dynamic of your marriage. Let's play a game real quick. I want to have I want to have fun with you guys. I like the direction we're going. Uh, Rebecca, I want to start with you and then Jen and then Chelsea. Um, I pretend that the most hardcore feminist is watching this show right now. And she's just like, I can't believe these women, what they're talking about. You have 30 seconds. Oh, no. And I would like you to spit some game, some knowledge to the most hardcore feminist out there that's saying that I don't need a man. I don't need anything like that. I'll do it myself. What don't they understand? Life gets easier. I'm okay. I know this sounds weird. But life gets so much easier. The stress that I had, the, the, the weights that I carried mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur, as a as a woman in the like just you know crushing it all of that stuff boss babe whatever you feel lighter Hmm. you feel lighter i feel i'm at peace i don't have to do anything i i say what i want here right like i say what i want on the internet my husband supports me i support him it's wonderful i'm not stressed I'm not on antidepressants i'm not (laughs) on anxiety medication i don't drink to cope like that's what I used to do. You're in a good wow. marriage. I'm in a great marriage, but I think a lot of it too is that I don't have the weight of being, I need to produce, I need to be, I need to go, I need to, no, I can just relax. I, like, as you're talking, I feel like a, right? like a deep sigh. Like, yeah. like I'm just, like, damn, I'm not even gay, but I might need a husband out there. I want to feel good. I just, and it's great. Like, my husband was like, go treat yourself. Like, you know, yeah. he puts me on the credit. It's nice. It's nice. And here's the, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. A lot of people say, "Oh, you can't do it. You have to have two incomes." We live primarily on one income and we mm-hmm. live an amazing life. Yeah. We have everything that we need. We're never lacking. We like we have the life that we want and I think that if you really want that, you have to make sacrifices. You're not going to spend it on Gucci Prada. Well, I don't have the Gucci suit. But like, you're not going to spend it on like the <laughs> All the time. <laughs> God, makes all sense. the time, right? You're not going to spend the things on all the time. You're going to have to make sacrifices, right? I'm a really big saver. My husband's a spender. I'm the saver. So I'm constantly making dinner conscious meals. I'm making sure that like I'm conscious of what we're buying, what we're making, hmm. all that stuff, right? But as a woman, you just feel lighter. You're just like, oh. I feel the lightness. I don't, I don't know, know if you guys do feel it. All right, Jen, Mrs. Jen Herrera, go ahead. Talk to the, this the game was, talk to the feminists out there Listen, who say they don't need a man. Go ahead. And that's fine. Feminists, you be you. I have no problem with that. <laughs> yeah. I'm very like that. I think everybody should be whoever they want to be, say ever, say whatever they want to say, have their belief system. 
but I'm going to have my own too. And yeah. I just think the word feminist is misused a lot yeah. and it comes with a different connotation than it, than it should. Um, and I hope that nobody looks down on me if there is a feminist out there, because I mean, I do a lot and I've worked for a long time, but I still want to be a traditional, whatever traditional means. Like, yeah. I don't even know what that means anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and take, it's modern traditional. <laughs> and, and take on those roles. Um, I will admit, I stayed home for like three and a half years and I almost lost my mind. Oh. So I, I, I'm not that person. I cannot do that. I admire. Like we were talking earlier, you said just to stay at home mom. No, no, yeah, no. Like stay at home moms. Yeah. Big yeah. job. Phenomenal. And if yeah, any you can't of, just say just to stay no. home. Just stay at stay home. home. Just put some respect on the end of that. Is <laughs> put what some respect saying. on the check. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is, because that is a big one. Um, but no, I just would say everybody be you, but then don't judge anybody else who's not a feminist and who maybe doesn't want to be so extreme with some of those decisions and mm. who's okay with their husband, you know, being the head of the house, if that's if that's what we're yeah, saying. It's kind of hard like, these days for people to show respect and not judge. It's that, just that's it's, not it's, part of society. What? I don't get it. Like, yeah. I don't get it. Like, I do me, you do you. Yeah. Well, that's part of social media. You used to not know what people are doing. Enjoy. Now you can get on there and get hated on. Chelsea, yeah. Yeah. your turn to play the game. The feminists are looking at you. They're like, all right, Chelsea Cross, tell them why they're wrong. What are they saying? They're just saying that you don't need a man. You don't. You know. You can do you it yourself. All that fun stuff. The, the talking points of feminism that Rebecca yeah. so eloquently pointed out. You know what? I really would love to have a conversation with with someone who believes that they don't need a man or that they don't need a partner. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? What does having a partner or a man in your life not allow you to do? And if that, if if they're not allowed to be them, do them have their career, make their own money, have their, you know, friends, girls night, girls trips. All right, well, that's not your man, right? So I would want to have that conversation with you. Why do you not want to have a man? Why do you think it's less than for someone to be in a partnership and rely on somebody? Um, I don't think, again, and if you want to live your life alone, that's your choice. Mm -hmm. I think that there's usually a reason for why somebody wants to be alone because they're scared of being hurt or been hurt before. And then, you know, I would say, how can we how can we work on healing that wound? Got it. And um, please don't judge my life. I love you because that's such a coach. Like you're like. I'm like She's inspired. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Heard it. Um, that would be my genuine reaction. Natalia, before before I turn it over to you to to to, to give your little spiel, um, I I have one more question, um, and it has to do with okay. So let's we we did the game, um, Jen. You look great for 41. Thank you. I can't believe it. I, I met you when we were 18. I'm like, right. I know. Um, Rebecca, you said you're 33. 33. Yeah. Chelsea, are you 30 31. yet? You're 31. Okay. And Nat, you're 25. 21, yeah. 21? 21? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like how you just said okay. that in there. So wow. what, what I want to know is this, because I tell this story all the time, and it was like it was like an epiphany to me where it was on my 40th birthday. You've known this story before. We were having a big party, bodega, South Beach, yo, whatever, doing our thing. And my boy Miguel shows up. And he's like, yo, Saz, what up? 40, you're the man, bro, pimp. You know, you're making money. I'm at your bar. I see you on, you're doing your thing on social media. You're the man, bro. What's up? Type of thing. I'm like, yo, respect, Miguel. Thank you, bro. And he goes, oh, shit, is that Laura over there? I go, yeah. He goes, what's up with Laura? Laura used to be like a hot girl we grew up with. I said, I, you know, she's doing her thing. Who's she here with, bro? Uh, yeah, she's, she's single, I think. She's not married, bro. No, any kids? I go, no, I don't think so. He's like, she's 40, single, no kids. 
damn, that's fucked up, Laura. And I was like, damn. Like, okay. And it yeah. set in. I was like, Adam, 40, single, mm-hmm. pimp. Yep. Right? Right. Laura, single, 40, depressing. Okay, and that was a big thing for me where it was like, okay, men and women are built different. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like, um, I can still go out and have a family any second I want and have kids, and I do want that, and I'm I'm working on that, right? So referrals, please, if you're (laughs) Um, But a 40-year-old woman can't necessarily do that exact same thing, biologically speaking. So uh, down the age line, how many of our friends, your friends, you know, growing up Fort Lauderdale, are 40-ish? And not married, no kids. What percentage? Maybe five. Five percent. Yeah, most are married. Okay, so ninety-five percent married, kids, that whole thing. Yes. Okay, so that five percent. Yes. What's going through their mind right now? Oh, I mean, I don't want to speak for anybody, but I imagine, and I don't know, but I would imagine it's very difficult to see your close friends in happy relationships and happy partnerships. Um, with healthy children, mm-hmm. I imagine that that has to be difficult for those who I know want it. Right. Now, yeah. I know some people who, who don't want it. Yeah. That's okay, too. Um, I've never had a heart-to-heart about it because I think that's something very private unless they, unless they want, want to, to yeah. want to have the conversation. But yeah, I, I, imagine it's, I imagine it's difficult. Yeah, and then, um, well, there's a saying in the... Uh, well, let me, let me get to the saying in a second. Rebecca, as a 33-year-old... Mm-hmm. Go ahead, break it down. You're saying 95% married, happy kids, boom, yeah. uh, 5% not. And it's a difficult conversation with them. What about your 33-year-old friends in your age bracket? Um, it depends on where you live. <laughs> it depends on where I live. My New York friends, my former friends, a lot of them, I would say 10% are married. So 90% still out there oh, working, yes. hustling, doing yes. their thing. Yes, 30s and 40s. A lot of them froze their eggs. A lot, a lot of my entrepreneurial friends froze their eggs it was a decision that they made um a lot of them are still dating and in the dating world the friends that i have here i would say 90 percent are married um with children um but that's also who i surround myself Mm -hmm. with um i want to be with other women who have children and and stuff like I think I think it's different too right I think you mentioned something about this when you're single you don't want to be around married people you don't want to you don't want to be especially if you're if you're single and you have friends that are married with kids that's like such a deal like people don't want to be around that you're like the kids screaming blah blah Mm-hmm. I, I used to do the eye rolls to my friends who had kids. So I know just speaking firsthand, I see a lot of, I, I would see a lot of people, you know, give the looks. Oh, baby, she has to go. She That's how I drink. feel about friends with little kids now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, I'm saying, it's, it that's what I'm saying. It's it like once you have teenagers, you yeah. want to be around mm-hmm. your friends with teenagers because they understand what they're going through. So single people, you see, primarily stay with single people you know married no kids it it evolves you mm-hmm. change over time but you're saying your friends up in new york predominantly still out still, there working yeah, doing their thing yeah but down here in south florida well in orlando orlando mm-hmm. and florida it's sort of reverse yeah mm-hmm. okay so walk me through the fate that you think are going to happen for these working women in their mid to late 30s in new york um, I mean, I've already seen it and I would have these conversations with them. A lot of them obviously want kids. They want, 
to be with someone. And unfortunately, many of them are very combative and just don't want to relinquish control over everything. Combative about what exactly? Literally anything. Like, I don't know, the way you take the trash out, the way you do laundry, the way you do... Like, everything is a problem. Yeah. Well, a term that they use, especially in the Manosphere Red Pill community, you're, you're very familiar with this, is that I want a woman who's compliant. Compliant. Compli- I'm like, what, I don't, what's compliant? I, the compliant? What are your thoughts on this The compliant comment? thing is not... I don't say that. I don't... I think that's But I know weird. you don't say that, but <laughs> men say that. Yeah, I think compliance is completely different. That means that you want to control that person. Mm-hmm. Just want a yes wife. And if, if you want a Some yes want wife, that. there are people that there are women that are completely like that. <laughs> had three women shaking their head. Uh 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 uh. I think this has a and lot to, to do with. Sorry to interrupt. The um the age in which people are getting married now. Yeah. So when I got married at twenty four, I grew up with my husband married. So mm-hmm. I mean, our first of so many mm-hmm. things: buying a house, Very car true. payments, IKEA marriage, uh, getting jobs, losing jobs, like. That's some big stuff that a lot of people now by 35 or, or their late 30s or 40s when they're getting married, they've already experienced that alone. Yes. Mm-hmm. So there's almost like this extra independence yes. and gardens yes. or yeah. something mm-hmm. where, I mean, we were like, what? Escrow? What's that mean? Let's you know what I mean? Like yeah. We, we yeah. figured it out yes. together. Well, Chelsea, yes. you had to do the same thing. You said you're 31. You've been married six years. You got yes. married when you were 25. 25. Yeah. Okay. Which is, I never thought I would get married that young either. Because I, I had, you know, I'm busy. I got things to do. Um and uh, the whole compliant thing really just flew through me. Yeah, through your, your, I was like, your brain was wasn't yeah. registering to I this. I was like, I want to meet a man that wants a compliant woman, and then we got to talk. Um, yes. So, what was the question? Because of the compliant thing, I was like, whoa, I never okay, heard the that percentage, before. The percentage. Oh, yeah, okay, so you're 31. Okay. Yes. Uh, yes, most, most of my friends are married with children. I'm Down at, here? Because you live I, in Fort Lauderdale? Where I you? live in Delray Beach. Delray. Um, originally from New York. So I have equally so many friends that land in New York, mm-hmm. California. We lived in California for five years, yeah. too. Um, and location is like kind of irrelevant with my mm-hmm. with my people. But I will... But I would say that I think the difference between the pimp and the, you know, sad 40-year-old, the male pimp and the Mm -hmm. sad 40-year-old woman is because of biology. Like our biological clock is ticking. The OBGYN loves to remind you. That at thirty five, it is like hard. You know, after thirty five, your eggs right, are old. Your eggs are old. <laughs> like this is so. Is that the, is that what is that what the uh, you said the OBGYN? OBGYN. Like that's, that's what the doctor. They're saying thirty five. What do they What do they tell you exactly? Your eggs you are should old. freeze your eggs at thirty five. If you that's the number they tell you. If you have no prospects, gotcha. and, you know. Because I'm thinking of the Marissa Tomei, my cousin Vinny. I'm thirty years old. My biological <laughs> clock is ticking. Yeah. Yeah. But at thirty five, that's the number where you're like, yeah, if you want to have a kid. I well, think you could have children, of course, post thirty five. But once once you're thirty five and older, you're already like more of a high risk, risk pregnancy. It's termed a geriatric yeah. pregnancy after yeah. thirty five, which just sounds way too AARP mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, it's yes. <laughs> well, here, here's the problem, and this is kind of, and I get this is again our show is geared towards men, but I want to know what our friends out there to understand the mindset of a mm-hmm. woman. Because I always put myself. I have a sister. My sister's one year younger than you, right? So she's turning forty. And if my sister's been married for 10, 12 years, not to put her business out there, I'm always like, stay with your husband, all right? Mm-hmm. Like, lock it in, all right, chick? Mm-hmm. Because if my sister was out doing what I'm doing in the clubs, <laughs> still out there, I'd be like, get your at, like, go. 
So there's like a part of me that it's like, I want women to be happy and I want women to understand what their future is going to be because I don't want that to end up like, Laura, it's kind of a sad situation because I think that women for the most part do want to have a family, do want to have kids, do need a man, do need all that kind of stuff like that because mm-hmm. it ain't fun being alone for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee yeah. you that. But here's a problem that I think that women don't understand. And there's a, another phrase in the Red Pill Manisville community and it's uh, alpha fucks beta bucks or for our PG-13, it's that... <laughs> You know, alpha lays, beta pays. So what does that mean? That women want the big, strong men that take care of stuff and that's who they're sexually attracted to. But at some point, traditionally, they said, well, I can't land that guy, but I also want to be taken care of. So I'll go with more the, you know, balding accountant type, whatever, not to put a, you know, name and place on it, but at least he'll take care of me and I'll be right. taken care of, right? So he's more of the beta role, um, but at least, you know, I'll be taken care of. Women today are saying, you think I want to be with the baby? I'll make my own money. I'm good. Unless I can land that top tier man, that high value man, I'll just be single and I'll figure it out myself and I'm not going to settle. That's what you hear a lot of women. Yeah. I'm just not going to settle. I'm just not going to settle. I'm not going to settle. I'm not going to just settle for this. I'm not going to settle. I don't need a, I don't need a beta. I don't need this guy. I'll I'll make my own money. Mm. But that's fine when you're 25 or even when you're 30 or when you're 35. The next thing you know, you're encroaching 40. And you're like, maybe I should have settled. Yeah. No, you're saying no. Never no. settle. Never no. settle? Not for anything. So would you rather be, you know, settled in a marriage, kids, and maybe you're not, it's not like your dream husband, at least, but at least you can build something towards your dream life because you made some concessions. Or I ain't settling. I don't give a shit unless I'm with, you know, Christian Bale or The Rock or whoever, some man, Matthew McConaughey. I'm not marrying this guy, and I'd rather be 40 and single and God happy. I think you have to have very realistic expectations, but most importantly, I think it's about what you put out there. Mm-hmm. So if you put out, I do believe in this, like a certain energy, or you have standards for yourself, or you put yourself in certain situations, you're more likely to meet a certain type of person. I am like the most anti-settle person in the world. That's like a trigger word for yeah. me. Not really, but I'm just Karen's saying. Karen's like... No, yeah, no. <laughs> She's I, like ticking. I, <laughs> yeah. Don't say it, Saz. Don't say it. Um, no, I do not think anybody should ever settle. I think a woman is perfectly fine at 40-something years old holding out if, again, she's doing everything she can to be her best version of herself. Yeah, but yeah. okay, I'm well, going to give you pushback a little bit. Please, okay. please. 40, uh, okay, you, you didn't settle. But what happens when she's 52? No, And I, she never settled, and she stuck to her guns, I ain't going to do it. I, and she's there, 52 years yeah. old, and she's got seven cats, and she's like, I wish I would have just kind of settled a little bit. I, it's not for me. That's what I'll well, say to that. Well, that's easy when you're a hot chick to land at a hot 24-year-old firefighter, you didn't settle. <laughs> But that's what I'm talking about, 40-year-old friends out there. As the mother of two daughters, I hope they never settle. I will say that. I hope they never settle. I'll take a husband and kids any day of the week. I would. would. You would, quote-unquote, settle a little bit. Yeah. Even If If that was me, if I was in that situation, I would. Yeah, because remember that breath of fresh air that Rebecca blessed us with? Yo, I'm not kidding. It is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And here's the thing. Everyone needs a wife like Rebecca. Even. Okay, even if he's not the ama- like the man that you aspire to, as a woman, our biggest superpower is the fact that we can inspire men to be better. Yes. And so if you if like let's say you meet him and he doesn't work out, whatever, you inspire him to work out. You inspire like men make more money. Men can make a ton of money if a woman says, "Baby, I support you. You're 
this, that, and the third. I love you, blah, blah. I'm here behind you. That man that you settled for can be the man that you would like, that high value man that you would love to be with. Yeah. Just saying. Okay. Because Chelsea, be- last word on this on, on this segment. Yeah, move on. I think there's categories of where we're settling. Are we settling because they're bald? Are we settling because <laughs> they... My biggest fear in life right yeah. now. <laughs> because, be- because they're in debt? Are we settling because, um, you know, they don't really make as much money as you want? Are we settling because they're just not Brad Pitt? You know, like, mm-hmm. so... You know, there's there's detail that's needed there, but I do think that look, what's the divorce rate? It's crazy. Fifty percent, right? Yeah. It's so like, higher than that. why are you settling just to probably end up getting divorced and over and complicate more Great things? Great point. Right. Great point. And there are plenty of fifties and sixty year olds out there finding the man and woman that's of their true, dreams. But they can't have kids. They can't. I don't know. Or cl- you can. Clearly, I want to have kids or at some point. So. Or you can have you adopt. kids. You adopt. Okay. Yeah. Surrogacy. But, if There's we know anything about Chelsea, she ain't being put. You don't put baby <laughs> in a box in over here. You don't put baby in a corner. You don't put her in a box. She's gonna find a way. That's it. All right. Before we move on to our next thing, I want to talk about our trip that we were just on. Uh, Natalia, yes. um, do you want to read anything? Any chats? Not questions. Any comments? Anything? Uh, Now's your time. Super chats. So go we've got ahead. Three super chats. So we've got. We'll first. do questions at the end. If there's if there's comments, go okay. now. Okay. So I'll do the comments first. Um, I have one by Nas. Zero zero nine. Yeah. Yeah. Two hundred fifty. Thank you. Two hundred fifty dollars, Nas. Thank yeah. you. I'm gonna go out drinking with that money. <laughs> yeah. He said, "Shout out to Rebecca and James, and to all of you." Thank you, Nas. Uh-huh. And then we had uh, Scott Rodriguez. He said, "Hey, Adam, I'm, it's Scott from PBD. I sent Pat the World War II backpack. I'm 36. My wife is 32, and have been together for 15 years. Aww. She's been awesome. doing OnlyFans since 2020. Uh, <laughs> Rebecca's face. <laughs> uh, we would love to be on the show. Maybe talk about uh, relationship. We have two kids and a great Sick. family. Natalia, send him uh, how to email and get in contact with the show. I do remember the World War II yes, backpack. Respect, I do too. Scott." Awesome. And then we got one more by Zen Tenants. Oh, yeah. Uh, $50. And he said, at 30, over 90% of women's eggs are not viable. At 35 plus, the uh, generic pre- pregnancy refers to the uterine viability irrespective of how anyone feels about it. At 40 plus, genetic and physiolo- physiology dangers increase. Failing to plan means you're planning to fail. Uh, so those were some of the super chats we had. Thank you for the reminder. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And then those were the super chats. Like, here's the so clock, okay. right? You hear it tick, tick, tick. Um, okay, let's get into uh, a topic that I definitely want to get you guys to weigh in on. I'm going to probably set it up with a uh, very detailed story of how we got into this, and that is the story of Andrew Tate. Um, Natalia, as you know, we've had a very busy month here yes. at Valuetainment, the month of August. Uh, we had our, um, well, I was out in California mm-hmm. for my friend's wedding. Yeah. Kelly Olinick got married. NBA, sick, awesome. From there, I went to Vegas Vegas for the big PHP event. Patrick Bet David sold his company. Um, we had an amazing event. Yes. Shaq, who else was there? Shaq, Layla Ali, yeah, Penn and Teller. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing event. And then we had The Vault, amazing. Oh, yeah. 2,000 of our Valutainers were there. Mm-hmm. Amazing here in South Florida. Yep. Awesome. Uh, Chaz Palminteri, Kevin Connolly, mm-hmm. Frederick, um, Frederick De Silva and did Andrew his thing. Fastow. Andrew Fastow. We just had an awesome event here. So we're running, we're gunning, we're running and gunning. And we look at the calendar and say, oh, oh. shit, we are flying to Madrid <laughs> tomorrow right to go finish, interview literally. the most controversial man on the planet, mm-hmm. Andrew Tate. Yes. Um, where are we staying? I don't know. 
Where are we doing the interview? I don't know. Has anything been figured out? No. Um, are we doing this? Yes. So we had a group discussion. What do we have figured out so far? You've got flights. Boom. <laughs> Team, get on the flight. We're doing the damn thing. Okay? Shout out to Eric. Shout out to Mav. Shout out to Kai. PBD t- uh, came yeah. the day later. I said, guys, I'm going to step up. Here's the deal. Number one, the flights are booked. Okay, mm-hmm. number two, let's book the nicest hotel in Madrid for Pat, Four Seasons, lock it in. When we book Pat's hotel, mm-hmm. then we'll book where we're going to stay right. adjacent to that. So we book Pat's hotel, check. All right, let's get our hotels from there, check. Boom. The only thing to figure out is where we're going to do this interview with a man who a lot of people don't want to see be doing interviews, okay? Mm-hmm. So what I said was like, look, here's what I get, because we're going to fly it on a Monday. The interview's on a Thursday. I said, listen, I've never been to Madrid. I don't know where the hell we're going to do the interview. You might be thinking, how the hell have you not planned this out? Again, we've been running and gunning for a month right now. Yep. I said, guys, listen, here's what I know. Madrid's a metropolitan city. It's a big city. If you dropped me off in Miami Beach and South Beach and gave me three days to find a location, you gave me 10 grand to find a budget, I'd go to every bar, lounge, cigar, restaurant, everything. We'll find a place. Let's get on the flight. We'll figure it out when we get there. Boom. So as the team knows, we are literally running around Madrid <laughs> looking at every rooftop, bar, nightlife venue, cigar lounge, and we're saying... Hey, we need to do an interview here. They're like, we're not, this isn't built for interviews. We've got this amount of money. Well, okay, we're open to this. (laughs) So finally, after searching and scouring and just basically running around the streets, we found an awesome cigar lounge, private, the most elite cigar lounge in all of Madrid. Shout out to this place. We won't say the name. How did I score it? Well, uh, let's just say that. The lady that ran the bar, her name was Rebecca. And Rebecca and I um, developed a friendship. Became friends. We became <laughs> friendship. Let's just say I have a new esposa in España oh. right now. Um, so shout out, Rebecca, Hello, if Rebecca. you're watching. And I, you know, some say that I had to take one for the team. Some say that I had to, you know, Rico magic. Suave it up. Needless to say, we secured the venue for half the budget that we were allotted if not less than half the budget, saved a lot of money, secured the number, it was our number one venue that we wanted, and we figured it out. So anyway, with that being said, we were running all over town, we got to Madrid, we got the venue, shout out to Rebecca, shout out to the team, Pat shows up the next day, and he's like, this is awesome, great job guys. We're like, no problem, no sweat whatsoever, everything was figured out, so... We did it. We got to Spain. We got to Madrid. Uh, we did this interview with Andrew Tate, which we're going to talk about right now. Um, it was a five-hour interview. It's the most viral thing on the internet right now. In the last 24, 48 hours, I want to say, it's, how many million views does it have right now? 2.5 million views. That is massive. Just so you understand, on YouTube, to get over 2.5 million views in that short of time is a big thing. If you have not seen this Andrew Tate interview, wow, you have to see this thing. Like him, love him, hate him, disgusted by him. Watch the interview. Decide for yourself. What I would say is there's a lot of people that messaged me and said, dude, I had no clue who this guy was. Wow, I'm impressed. Or I said, dude, I hated that guy before the interview. He's actually a pretty likable guy. Yeah. Or actually, I was unsure about that guy. Now I'm sure about that guy. So controversial figure. And let me tell you something about this guy. He deserves all the credit that he's received. Smart, capable, badass dude. Whether you agree with him or not, the guy deserves the status that he's at. With that being said, that's the story. 
We're going to show you a one-minute intro, and then we're going to have a conversation about this guy, Andrew Tate, the most viral man on the planet right now. Do we have volume on this thing? It's on. I just got to okay. make sure it's going to go back. Thing. So I'm going to play it. You guys got it? for themselves. That's pretty scary to a foreign. Biggest fatal mistakes any man or human being can make. To chop my head off and try and delete me is asinine in and of itself. Another thing, I'll give the game away. Here's your piece of cake. Do I get canceled again, Logan? <laughs> You're saying a call like that was made? 100% the dude's a bitch. Lady of yours that you introduced to us yesterday said this is my wife. I don't even know if I'm convinced you want to have five lives. And that's a very astute observation, you are correct. But I won't believe in it. I don't want to believe in things that make me weak. Awesome. Keep going, actually. Let's let's see the, the first 30 seconds of the actual interview, if we can. So today's sit-down is a sit-down many of you have been asking about. Go to where he introduces um, it off. Andrew. Uh, there's been no conversations of what we can't talk yeah, about. Go to, like, he said nothing him. Uh, today's guest is Andrew Tate. Um, many will call him possibly the most popular man on social media the last six months. Nearly 20 billion views on all social media. Uh, the most searched man on social. We were looking at the list. We put up Biden. We put up Trump. We put up Putin. We put up everybody. And he was up there. Some periods he was above everybody else. And uh, Recently, he got banned in late uh, August. I think the third or fourth week of August, he got banned last uh, la uh, late August. And at that time, from June to July, his Instagram account was growing at 100,000 followers, new followers on a daily basis, on track to get to 10, 20, 40, 50 million followers on Instagram. Suddenly like this, he gets banned. Everybody's wondering what happened. Some had positive thoughts about it. Some didn't have positive thoughts about it. We'll get into that as well. But uh, Tate, appreciate you for making the time in. It's good to be spending Keep going. These few hours with you. Absolutely. I'm glad to be here, guys. Thank you very much for having me. So, so, so let's get right into it. So, All right. So we'll get right into it. So boom. And that's where he asked a question about how does it feel to be banned? Okay. So you're talking about a man who, whether you agree with him or not agree with him, do you think someone like Andrew Tate should be banned from all social media? And just to put it in perspective, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Meta, Instagram, uh, Discord, and then it didn't stop there. He got banned from Airbnb, Uber, okay? Banks, credit card processing, Stripe. They basically, the in unison, the matrix that he calls, mm -hmm. the, the, the people that are running the planet said, turn this guy off. Um, have you ever heard of this guy before no, this? No, I haven't. And I you, feel like I live under a rock. Though, really? Right? Have you ever heard of this guy? Yeah. Of course you have. Have you ever heard of this guy? <laughs> I've heard of him, but I do not know his whole story. You do not know yeah. his whole story. Yes. Anyway, he's a very... Um, he believes in, uh, here's what I'll tell you he believes in. He believes in a man should be a man. He believes that man should lead, women should follow. He believes that men should improve. He believes in not having negativity in your life. He believes that a man has to go through struggles in order to become the man that he needs to be. He says, you know, have you ever heard of stoicism and practice mm -hmm. stoicism? Life is tough. Deal with it. Put a smile on your face and go kick some ass. And the dude's a badass. And he talks about basically escaping the matrix, basically getting out of the system of government, the world global organizations, and just escaping from that and doing everything you can as a man to be the best man you can be and the best version of yourself. A lot of the controversy surrounding him is kind of how he says, you know, a man's the leader, the woman follows him. If you become this upper echelon man, this great man, this high value man, yeah, you're probably entitled to multiple women. That's where people are said, what? 
Okay, so a lot of controversy with that. He also basically, can I just read you a couple quotes right there yeah, and I'll get yeah. your yeah. thoughts on the other side. So specifically, this is what Andrew Tate has said about women. He says, number one, uh, women are the most beautiful creatures on the planet. They should be protected and provided for. I would never let a woman pay for a bill and I would fight 10 men if they disrespected my woman. He says this, let's talk about gender roles. A man has certain roles in society and a woman has certain roles in society. When we work as a team and we love each other, society is better as a whole. Respect. He said, women, they're not as calm as men under stress. They can't fight like men and they're not as good drivers as men. Basically, <laughs> he caught a lot of slack about that. He said at the same time, he wouldn't drop off his children in an all-male nursery. He said that'd be very weird. Okay? Um, so he's got very strong feelings on traditional gender roles. A lot of his upbringing is in the Middle Eastern, so he's kind of more traditional, conventional, conservative-type values. Um, and a lot of people are offended by that, especially people on the left, especially people on the woke. This isn't a political show, but we're talking about Tate. Does she share um, that he is religious in any way? He says yes. he's a man of God. Man of God, but no allegiance to a specific religion. He I says believe he's an he's, Orthodox Christian. Yeah, I Orthodox believe he's more yeah. of the Christian faith, okay. but he has a lot of um, Muslim friends. Okay. And now he's got a Jewish friend, so shout out to the Jews <laughs> yeah. out there. Um, but Jen, you said you're somewhat familiar with him. Yes. Um, I mean, I've obviously heard the name. I've heard certain controversies. Uh, a lot of what you just mentioned, um, I don't see personally anything wrong with. However, I would not, I don't know his whole story. So mm -hmm. I can't commit to you know, being but in you've, support. you've seen his clips before, ever? Um, I've seen your clips with him, okay. but the name I've know I, I've heard gotcha. the name. So what have you heard about him? Um, that he just basically what you said that he's had some controversial things. I'm, I'm not big on more than one wife. I'll tell you that. Okay. Cause he, <laughs> um, he says he has five. Okay. And that's great. That's great for him. I, and something that I think we need to all keep in perspective with this whole man woman thing and whether we agree or disagree cult is so it has a lot to do with our culture and mm -hmm. where we're from this man is from the middle east yeah. no he's from america or, or he's from america he lives, lives in, in europe romania or, he lives yeah. in romania though okay. but he has some influence of the middle east but he's not from there but he he does have What's his, his, he's what were his parents what are his parents uh, do we know? Father was black American, okay. mother was white British. Oh, so he's, he's an American Brit. Okay. Yeah. I would just say that I think a lot of it depends on our upbringing. Someone mentioned this earlier: our upbringing, uh, how we're raised, Chelsea, our culture, our values, where where he's has spent a majority of his mm -hmm. life. I don't know if it was America or or in the Middle East. I think that has a lot to do with yeah. everything: our way of thinking, um, the choices that we make. So so again, while I some of his um, some of what you shared, I agree with, but I, I'm not. I won't align either way with it until I know the whole his whole entire gotcha story. so wh what I respect about you is you're not just gonna rush to judgment on no, somebody I, that you don't know let me find out but that's the biggest problem with him mm -hmm. it, it, meaning that's the biggest problem that he's dealt with mm -hmm. is that a lot of people we did a five hour interview five hour interview 98% of it I'm like yeah totally agree okay mm -hmm. Maybe there was 2% of it where I was like, yeah, bro, but you did say that. Right. But someone will take that 2%, right. chop it up. Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. Andrew Tate hates women. With no context. With no context yeah. whatsoever. And that's the day, That's what we live in today. And that's the sad you know, reality. reality of where we're at right now is that you could basically assassinate someone's character with a 30-second clip. Yeah. Yep. But taking that out of a five-hour interview, and that's the problem mm -hmm. today. So I respect the fact that you haven't, you're not rushing to judgment on him because you haven't seen. Enough. Yeah, and and unfortunately, in my industry, especially in the media, that happens, right? Yeah. Yeah. One clip is taken, and then a whole new story is created. And I think that's why yeah. I'm so 
aware and sensitive to yes. making an assessment or a judgment without knowing as much about yeah. a person or something. And I love that about you because you are in traditional mainstream media, I legacy mean, I, media, NBC. Mm, yes. <laughs> yes, let's just leave it right there. Chelsea, you said you've never heard <laughs> like of this to guy. Stay there too. Yeah. <laughs> I like to stay there. Uh, no, I haven't. Um, I definitely. That's crazy because you. Specialized in social media. In social media. media. Um, I have to tell you, though, <laughs> yeah. in or, for uh, talking about work smarter, not harder, Yeah. in order for me to be as productive as possible, I really cut out a lot of noise on the day okay. to day, and more than ever since juggling motherhood. So, yes. yeah. You're good, Chelsea. <laughs> Jen's staying, apparently. I'm staying. Awesome. I, I got help. I got Yay. help. Mommy friends are the best friends. Round, yeah. round of applause for Jen. She's staying. <laughs> Thank this you. is the life of a mom. She's balancing. Yes. Thank you to my friends. She's, she's balancing being an anchor on TV, being a carpool, it doing a podcast. <laughs> Look at that. Dual. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry for the interruption. No, no you're no, great. We love it. Chelsea. Um, yeah, so Go no, I, ha I haven't heard much of him. I'm just hearing what you're saying here. I mean, obviously, um, I would want to know more to make a bigger opinion. Mm -hmm. um, but for someone to have such heart, does he say that women should also up level throughout their life too? Or is it just men should up level? They should keep growing. Women should just stay. He believes in traditional gender roles. Okay. The traditional gender roles. Right. And he basically thinks that Western civilization is crumbling because of feminism, for the most part, and wokeism. And basically, you know, Rebecca can kind of weigh in on that. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't call wokeism and feminism the same thing. Okay. Touche. Yeah. But I, he's putting that in the mix. Mm -hmm. But modern, um, modern extreme feminism is kind of an element of... Well, culture, no? A lot of it's intersectional. Yeah. So you yeah. see, like, um, you see Black Lives Matter, you see LGBTQ plus um, feminism. They all kind of They put mesh. in, like, the same melting pot. Mm -hmm. kind yeah. Of and and why do you think that is? To, I guess to feed the bigger narrative. I don't know. It, and what's I guess, the bigger narrative well, without I, us all getting canceled uh, over here and deleted? This is why I told delete. you guys I'm very problematic. Okay. No, <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't think it's no, problematic. I don't think you're problematic. No, no, no. We were talking earlier. Yeah. She's like, I was like, I, I piss people off on TikTok. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, well, we're gonna get to a clip that we just saw you on Don't TikTok worry. in a second. Great, so. Ooh, I'm excited. <laughs> Great, um, I know. I think it just feeds the bigger narrative, and and the thing is, is like with Andrew Tate, I she didn't finish. Should she finish? Oh, we'll oh, go back okay. to Chelsea. She ain't okay, going anywhere. So I, what I think is like, I don't think that he should have been canceled at all. I think that all voices need to be heard. I public or uh, free speech is something that w we should have. Especially here. I, I know the laws are different in different countries and whatnot. Um, but to be canceled, like, all together and with all of these different companies, Uber, Airbnb, credit card companies. Is I that think crazy? That, I think insane. that's insane. It doesn't matter if you are, you know, Trump or Andrew Tate or whoever. I think that everyone should have the ability to speak freely. Um, and that's the biggest issue I have with this, because what it happens is that a lot of these conversations, a lot of these um, feelings and things that people are actually, you know, racism and all that other stuff is actually being manipulated. And now people can't see it for what it is. Right. You have to mask it to with terms and and stuff like that so being transparent and showing that to people like if that's who he is if he's a, a truly a misogynist i would rather have that blatant out there for everyone to see 
that I mean that's was there a specific tweet or comment he made that was made like this is comments. why we're banning him? He's made you many know? comments. Or just a compilation of comments. There so there were there's the the Andrew Tate thing the is uh, the Andrew Tate thing is a very interesting um, situation because he's been banned for multiple things. He talks about the Matrix and getting out of the Matrix. So yeah. that's something that he's getting mm-hmm. banned from the woke left, whatever you want to call it, right? And then on the other side, it's the misogyny. He, everyone's painting him as a misogynist because he's saying that, you know, uh, men should lead, women should follow. And then on top of that, he also proclaims to be an Orthodox Christian mm-hmm. and he has multiple girlfriends and mm-hmm. things of that nature and thinks that high value men should exercise their options. Mm-hmm. That's what he's being canceled for a slew of different yeah. things. Well, that he's I done. asked him point blank. I said, if you could point to the reasons, if there were uh, odds on why you were canceled, whether it's the right. misogyny, whether that's you know talking about women, talking about governments, talking about cancel culture, what what you think it is? He goes, no, I'm. Uh, it's it's the Men. it's the no, it's not the misogyny. It's the fact that he's calling out the government. Yeah, mm-hmm. and basically, and whether that's you know political governments or mm-hmm. digital governments, YouTube, all you know, kind of stuff like that. And he I w- said that's why it is. I would like to also make the point, too, because he wants like I think his bigger mission is to help men be stronger, help men Mm -hmm. be, you know, more masculine and step up. And I think that the broader society doesn't like that narrative being pushed. And also, you know, he is he makes a lot of money. The man is a what billionaire. I don't know. Multimillionaire. Okay, multimillionaire. Right. The man's a multimillionaire. He can do whatever he wants. I think that he inspires young men Mm -hmm. to also aspire to that, right? Um, And so... I also think that has been problematic Mm -hmm. in the broader picture because, you know, telling men to do better and be better has always been canceled. Look at Jordan Peterson. Mm -hmm. He was... You know, label he's labeled an incel or something. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's part of um, the narrative that I think he is trying to basically says is that the most dangerous people in the world are young men who don't have a job and don't have a girl. Those are the people that turn into school shooters. Like yeah. they're, they, they're angry, they're upset, they don't got a girl. They get, and his whole thing is like, life's tough, bro. Get in the gym, work out. Get outside, make friends, network, make money, just get better. Okay, so think about it from if you're an 18 year old old kids are obsessed with this guy because think about it. They they have no leaders. Who are the leaders that you you look at these days? Right. A lot of people might disagree with this, but basically he's saying that the, the, the new world order governments, however, whoever's putting in this basically propaganda machine they don't want young men being strong and capable. They want them being fat, compliant, sitting on their phones, not working out, because those are the people who can revolt. If you want to go down this road of like, you know, super takeover, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to go there. But basically, if you're a young man and you've been told your whole life, yeah, I mean, if you're 18 years old and you've had a phone since you're 10 years old, you've had a phone half your life. We all grew None of us grew up with a phone in our hands. Mm-mm. I assume your kids have had phones. No, they yeah. have phones. Exactly. Have so horrible. If you're 18, 20 years old, you've had a phone in your life for 10 years. Okay. And you've been told 
you know, do everything on your phone. You can, you can, you can watch movies on your phone. You can work on your phone. You can date on your phone. You can do social media on your phone. You can make money on your phone, digital money, you know, e-commerce. Everything's on your phone, 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 phone. And then COVID shows up. And even if you didn't want to be on your phone, too fucking bad. Now you have to be on your phone in the house. You ain't going anywhere. And a lot of people are on their phone. There's a lot of people that are basically saying like, okay. And, and, and men are basically not becoming. They're just sitting around. I had a conversation with a 21-year-old kid yesterday. And I said, why do you like Andrew Tate? He goes, dude, without Andrew Tate, I would just be a loser sitting around. I wouldn't have anyone to push me. And that's basically what he's doing is he's pushing young men to do better. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the problem that he's saying. He's like, why do you get canceled? It's because if you believe in these conspiracy theories, I'm not even going there, is that they don't want men to be men anymore. Mm -hmm. They want to just be compliant like girls and that kind of a thing. So that's kind of what's happening here mm -hmm. so chelsea you want to weigh in on this yeah that's a i mean the, it sounds to me that s somebody is incredibly threatened by this guy mm -hmm. and the word of mouth has you know that's why he's canceled from everything under the sun i mean that's like a that's like a, i'm scared of him just for that reason because yes. like why is he so threatening to all of those people aside yes. from the messaging he's, sh he's sharing right um, I think that we are so in need of more mentors and more, you know, leadership for the next generation. And I think that there definitely are good mentors and good leaders, but we love the virality story. Yes. We mm -hmm. love the gossip, the juice, the we love everything that has a little bit of like a mm to it. And that's why Andrew Tate is is we're talking about him mm -hmm. right now, not, you know, Steph Curry. Right, who is such an amazing leader and and there mm -hmm. for all the eighteen year old boys. I mean, how hard he ought to hustle to be in the NBA. Look at what he does uh, for philanthropic wise. He is such a support um, for his wife. My mm -hmm. husband's gonna be so uh, proud of me that I'm using him as an example. <laughs> um, but I'm just saying there are so many male leaders out there that are not getting the attention because it's not as sexy of a story. Mm -hmm. So that's that's my problem. I, I'm, I, that's why I started Teen Talk Live when I was 16 years old. I was so bored of the narrative of millennials are lazy, entitled, narcissistic, the demise of the future, because that was the only language I heard mm -hmm. when I was 16 years old, mind you, busting my butt to get into college, you know, wanting to be a success with my life. And I was like, where is the platform empowering me to do more, to do better, to be better? Um, and that was my motivation behind creating one. Teen Talk Live. So we just are not putting enough of the spotlight on real leaders today. Maybe Andrew Tate has some moments of, of, of glory, right? When he's talking about be better, do better, life is tough. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes we do have to like suck it up and keep moving forward because life is hard. Mm -hmm. Life is hard. But that doesn't mean that women shouldn't be doing that as well. Um, I don't believe that, you know, women uh, not focusing on building up women is going to be the demise of the future i think hello let's look at the at the reality men have been in charge for how long and and how well are we doing right now mm -hmm. not very well you know we don't even know what it's like to have a woman in the white house uh, you know as the president um so we have we haven't even been given a chance in my opinion to lead to rule um because men are so threatened by us mm -hmm. well the pushback that that you'll get from like you hear toxic masculinity, toxic masculinity. It's like, well, men, they're the ones doing all the problems and they're doing, you know, harassing and raping the women. And like, they only point to the negative stuff where it's like, well, 
men have built all the buildings. They yeah. built all the cities. They've created all the invent- inventions. They yeah. basically they invented the wheel. They've basically built society. So if you only want to focus on the bad, then of course you're going to basically call it toxic masculinity. When right. there's a war in Ukraine and the Russians are coming to invade, who's running towards the Russians? Who's going away? I saw a lot of grandmas okay. with rifles. You didn't see <laughs> many grandmas saw, with rifles, Chelsea. Saw, you might have saw, she saw one. one you saw, saw one grandma. Maybe, you saw maybe one two. Grandma. It's the men going into war and it's the women and children who go to safety. On the Titanic, who got onto the lifeboats, okay? Women and children. Yeah. Yeah. So we want that. You want what? I I want to be, uh, I want, you know, to be taken on my, okay, I'm done. I'm out of here. When it comes to physical ability, you you know, there are some women that can, you know, put you in the ground, right? But men are going to be more stronger. So that makes more sense that you're the soldier. The exception doesn't make the rule, though. Like, Rebecca Mm -hmm. gave an example of of an intruder came into the house. She'd want the husband to go deal with it. And if she's basically at the husband trembled behind her the guy would be divorced in a second yeah yeah so you know this is this is where it gets into uh, men are toxic toxic masculinity it's like no we're just men yeah and sometimes there's good men and sometimes there's bad men and sometimes there's gray in between but to kind of point out all men oh he's the men are this he's on the gym they're being too tough they're there it doesn't necessarily work like that right i mean yeah I, i totally agree i totally agree and the thing is like you know there's toxic femininity there's toxic women out there too there's bad men, bad women. Mm-hmm. There's good men. There's good women. Mm-hmm. I think that so, uh, society and social media props up all of the negative because that's what gives us, like you said, the tea. People mm-hmm. want to know. People want to have excitement. People mm-hmm. want to have something to, you know, yeah. argue about. <laughs> I just want to make a point that when we were talking earlier about Andrew's Tate, Andrew Tate and his audience, and it's these young men. It's so much of it comes down to parenting, yeah. because why is there a kid from 10 to 18 years old who has spent a majority of his time on his phone? And trust me, I know it's hard because my kids are that age. Those are my kids. And yes, they are like this as often as they can. But you put on the time limits. Being a good parent is hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being a lazy parent is easy. Mm-hmm. And I think so much of the problem Yes, there's society. Yes, there's what's on social media. Yes, there's what's on the news. But it's what's happening at home and what values are you instilling? And okay, so your kid's not an athlete. That's okay. Go for a walk with them. Like make them sit down and read something. If they don't like books, find a comic book. Like it's hard to be a good parent. And I think so many people fail at being good parents. And I think so much of what we're dealing with, with young men and young women too, but because we're on the subject of young men, Mm -hmm. has to do with what's happening or not happening at home. I would love to sit down with Andrew Tate's parents. What happened in his household growing up? What was was the upbringing? Yeah, because I think that would be very interesting. I want to double down on that too, because I, I think that once we, and this is, I mean, you guys can push back, once we removed women from home and said, like, you got to go to work, too. You both parents now leave for work. Right. The, the kids go to school. They learn everything from school. They learn everything from social media. And a lot of parents are come home from work and they're like, Exhausted. I'm so tired with the day. I can't even uh, like uh, help you with homework. 100 percent. And so I think that, you know raising kids is very difficult as we've all mentioned and it it comes with the challenges and that's why i think that women have that's why women should be at home to raise 
our sons and daughters so that we don't have to find the social media influence like Andrew Tate to be like, yeah, that's the strong man because I don't see him in the house. Right. No, I agree. And, and just even though, you know, Chelsea and I don't stay home um, in the same capacity that you stay home, but we have both rearranged our exactly. professional yeah. lives to be home more. And that's right. and, and I remember like I had an aha, aha moment like, gosh, as guilty as I felt as leaving my kids when they were little. Thank goodness I'm not leaving them now, now. because mm-hmm. these preteen teen years yeah. are crucial. The foundation yeah. has to be set earlier, yes. yeah. much earlier. But these years, as far as looking over their shoulder and knowing their business and you know you're not going to know hard. everything but you've got you've got to try choices. so it's interesting yeah. that we recreated yeah. what works for us and to I be th- home more and i think that also is plays a part in the partners that we have because right. they helped us do that mm-hmm. you know it's a team right and i do believe look if you want to have children consciously then you got to be ready for the responsibility yeah. of raising a, a good human today you know yeah. and it it's is hard. it is a job and being a stay-at-home mom i think is of a harder job in a way because you're, you don't even you're not able to like separate and come back mm-hmm. and like kind of reboot so exactly no, and I, I and I think it is absolutely like so honorable um, but I do think that you know the next generation of children seeing mom and dad go to work and then seeing them come home and it being the family dynamic then having conversations of who are you following what are you looking at why is that interesting you know uh, have you heard that before Th- it's necessary. Mm-hmm. It's necessary so that we don't see more bad things happening, like mm-hmm. like you know additional school shootings can and I, such. Can I, yeah. Well, can I tell you the yes. number one thing that he said that a man wants when he comes home? The number one thing. This isn't. I'm not being like weird over here. Dinner. Do you want to take a guess? You're saying you're saying dinner. Dinner. Okay. Cook dinner. Meal. Peace. Peace. Okay. Does he have children? No. He no comment. Children. Oh. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> I would say dinner. Okay. Respect. Yeah. Mm. Men is basically what he's saying is like, men don't ask for a lot. Okay. Men want to go out. They bust their ass, whether they're a firefighter, whether they're in the in real the real estate, estate game, mm-hmm. whether, what, sales. whether you're in sales, you don't want to come home and be disrespected yeah. or be challenged. The second you walk in the door, you asked about Andrew Tate's father or parents. The father, he tells a story about the father would come home. He was a world-class chess a player and he would come home and as soon as he walked in the door the mom would be like you didn't do this you didn't do this well, and, there you be, go. and he would say I'm telling you and the father said son I can't do it look at this I've been home for 15 yeah. minutes I'm yeah. already getting yelled at yeah. I'm out and left so yeah obviously the, the family and the ped- pedigree and the legacy but it's not hard to just have a little respect you hit the nail on the head is that you said your husband's love language is words of affirmation mm-hmm. and all that a man wants when they walk in the door is just say, honey, it's so great that you're home. Your I love you. How was right. your day? What can I do for you? Mm. And that's all a man wants. They don't need you to do like dinner would be great. That's awesome. Yeah. Sandwich, amazing. But his whole thing is just have a little respect for the man. I think men have been disrespected. You're going to say, well, men have been, you know, it's the patriarchy. And it's like that's true. Also, two things can be true at once. I feel like there's a lot of men who feel disrespected, especially by their women these days and his whole thing is like can i just get a little respect mm-hmm. like aretha franklin was you know <laughs> but on the male version you want to weigh in on this before we move on yeah i just want to say i think it's because of modern society women go to work so women are saying equally they're like i want a little respect too. too and that's mm-hmm. the issue i think 
you know, is where like as a man, he's like, I just want respect. Men just want to come in the door and be like, I'm good. Like, I'm like my woman loves me. She's here, blah, blah. And women, you know, are tired. Women are exhausted. And I and that's why I say it's. Um, it's a refreshing life. Okay. Like. Um, before we move on, uh, <laughs> if you choose it, our friend Jen has to go. Guys, Jen. Eric, uh, Jorge, Malik, whoever's out there, can you open the door? But before we let Jen go, Jen, we usually do this at the end of the show, okay. which we call the happy ending at the end. <laughs> of course, um, of course. And is there any? What do you want people to take from you? Being a mm. wife, being a mother, being a, a media personality. Yeah. Uh, what are your, your final thoughts before we spend the, the next half hour with our two lovely friends over here? I think my biggest takeaway as a, as a career-driven woman, a wife, a mother, you can have it all, just not at the same time. Mm-hmm. So you can have, be at the pinnacle of your career, um, but you're going to at home's going to sacrifice. You can be hands-on at home, but then your career path may change a little bit. So you can have it all, just not all at the same time. Love it. Yes. Guys, can we open the door for Jen? Oh, they did it. Jen, come give me a hug if you can. Don't don't leave us, okay, everyone else. We're gonna be right back. We're just Jen Herrera is walking out for a second. I'm gonna give her a hug. And while they're hugging, make sure you guys uh, take a second to like today's video. Make sure you guys subscribe. All right. Make sure you guys guys. get that. Thanks, Deli. Would you walk Jen out? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Do we, Deli? Do we want to reposition the seats? We good? We just because okay. as as is. Talia, you want to come? Uh, no, I got to chat. By the way, Natalia and I are doing another show tomorrow. It's gonna be the first show that yes. Natalia and I do. It's called Friday Q and A's. Yes. We're gonna Get be your answering questions. your questions. If you've got questions, we've got answers. But Send more importantly, in. solutions. Yes. Whether it's money, dating, life, relationships. Everything. All that Natalia is gonna be pick it, pick it, on the mic on the ones and twos. Um, anyway, that's that. Let's uh, let's let's move on to our next topic here. Natalia, before I move on, is there anything yes. you want to say or add? Did I miss anything? Um, no, nothing I want to say or add. Do you want me to read some of the chats? At the let's moment? go for it. Yes. Okay. So let's go through the chats. I know we've got some chatters. Um, so we have another one by Zen, uh, Zentense. He said, I agree with the ladies. Please don't settle later in life. Thanks to feminism and lack of traditionalism, now have access to high-value women with a lack of sensibilities. You have been helping men keep a, roto- a, ro- a rotation of lonely women. Thank you. And we have marriage causes divorce. He says, does marriage provide any real tangible benefits for men? If so, what are they? Adam, what are your thoughts on marriage? That'll be on Friday's episode. Save, save that, that question. Mr. <laughs> We're going to be answering divorces. all your... See, this is the problem that we have because we want to spend time with our guests. But we also want to get to you questions. and answer your questions. If I spend the next 10 minutes giving a dissertation on marriage, <laughs> it kind of takes away the show. Yes. Um, but Friday... We'll, so, we'll answer that for you. Yeah, but, you know, my thoughts on marriage, I think it's a beautiful thing. I would love to get married. I think everyone should find love. I think it's a beautiful thing. You said about that your life is so much easier being married. Oh, You're happily married. happily married. I'll give my quick two cents. I had a conversation with my friend Dino, and he's like, when are you going to get married, bro? And I'm like, well, when I reach a certain status. And he's like, dude... Forget about money. Forget about status. Time is the number one thing. He's like, you don't want to be an old man raising kids. I was like, all right, cool. Let me get on mm-hmm. it. So, uh, Rebecca in Spain, if you're watching. <laughs> um, okay. And then I have um, this one right here. It's from Aaron Delgado. Uh, what do you guys think about the fact that testosterone and sperm counts are down 60% over the last 60 years? 
It's a psychological and cultural influence and chemical. We are being poisoned. Women also birth controlled and the like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, testosterone is definitely going down. I'm not the testosterone expert, but get your ass in the gym, get some sun, become a man. Yeah, and then um, I have this last one. Yeah, go. Um, and then it's Zen T. Ents. Yeah. There we go. Mm-hmm. I got you. Uh, he said Chelsea is very wrong. A woman, uh, as women progress, they disregard men to lower status as evidenced by the eighty twenty rule on dating apps. Most women find only the top twenty percent of men attractive. When a man improves, he elevates his woman with him, but not the opposite. Uh, that is to say, women can do whatever they want, and they should. But teaching women to be strong and independent, then expecting a top-tier man to be waiting for them in their 30-plus is delusional at best. Life is a choice, and you don't get it all. That was mm. the last one. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Any response? <laughs> you want to respond? Let's get into these topics. Do you want to say to that? Let's... Do you disagree? What are your, what would um, your, for, the, for the side that is agreeing with you, what would you say for that? I don't think that bring, bringing up women, uh, you know, powering women is demasculating men. Um, I, look, I, I'm not a dating uh, app expert, yeah. so I'm not sure of that 80-20 rule. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think you can generalize and go every single 35-year-old is only looking for the 20%. I think they're looking for their partner, their match, mm-hmm. their genuine connection. You know, I, I think that, you know, we can't generalize and loop everybody into like one category here. Mm. Right. Okay. Uh, let's get into the more, uh, by the way, if there's kids uh, in the room right now, remove them because we're going to go into the more risque part of the show right now. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh, we're going to talk more dating, relationship, sex. Is that okay with you guys? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So there's there's going to be some rapid fire questions. We got a video that we got to respond to. <laughs> Featuring our friend Rebecca. I think you know where we're going with this. Yeah, I do. We'll start off with just a very basic question. And is, um, can men and women be friends? Yes. Okay. Yes. You don't think when a man is trying to become your friend? What about even when you're married? Oh, um, yes. Okay. Totally. I would say that I'm very good friends with a lot of my husband's friends. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I think that there is... A, I think that... It, I don't want to sound rude. But I'm going to sound rude. That's usually, <laughs> that's usually how that works. Swallow. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you my, my honest opinion. Yeah. As ever, this is right, it's all we can do, share our own Go. opinions. I think that when you are comfortable with yourself mm-hmm. and when you are happy with what you do, who you are, what you make, what you believe, when you are confident within yourself, you have all the room for somebody else who's also successful, confident, earns a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Anybody who is intimidated by a successful woman, even if they're the breadwinner, then you, that's insecurity in you. So I think there's a lot of self-reflection that has to go on for men who are so um, scared of women and threatened by women, threatened by women. Why are you so threatened by a successful woman? How are they tr- really demasculating you? Cause I'm pretty sure you're demasculating yourself. Hmm. I'm pretty sure the thoughts going on in your head, your story is, well, a woman can't make more money than me. That doesn't make me look good. Well, uh, you know, if she, uh, 
I need to be the breadwinner. These are all. This is all your story. You, we all have stories, and all of our stories are created by our experiences, by our pro, our childhood programming, by our religion, by culture. Right. This is all helping to shape our thoughts and how we think and view everything everything. But if you are so uh, intimidated by women and you are single, um, some self-reflection might do good. And do you have, is there something that you feel insecure about? You're saying that's on you, buddy. That's That's on on you. Yes, yes, yes. And and define what are you insecure about? Is it your weight? Is it your job? Is it your hair? Is it your family? What what are you insecure about? And is there a way that you can thrive in that? Is there a way that you can strengthen the weakness, right? Because if you're strengthening the weaknesses, then you're going to build more security, more confidence, feel more stable, and a success and a successful woman won't be threatening to you. Mm. She'll be attractive to you. She'll be sexy to you. I know that my husband finds me so sexy, finds me so attractive when I make the big checks, when I, he's not, he's not threatened by that. He's fucking turned on by that. Really? I didn't even ask if I could But let me ask you, let me me flip it. You're good. Let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Hypothetically, let's say you're killing it. You're bringing home the checks, you're doing it. Yeah. But your husband wasn't. Right. For not six months, not a year, for multiple years. Why? How, okay, he was, you know, can't hold a job. You know, you know the economy, whatever you want to kind of put it out there. It's just one thing after another. Mm-hmm. Excuse, excuse, we're playing a game yep, here for yep, a yep. second. You love your husband, yep. But six months, I love you, honey. You'll figure it out. Twelve months, babe. What is happening right now? Twenty-four months. You're like, dude. Yeah. At what point would you be like, yeah, buddy, this ain't gonna work? Easy answer. Yeah. Okay, I have to understand the why you're not working. Right. Mm-hmm. That has to be a valid reason. Not just because you're lazy, uh, and what um, what am I seeing action wise that I am seeing you try to get a job, mm-hmm. try to make the money? If so I'm not say, seeing let's action, say he, let's say you're he out. Get, let's say he gets the job. Okay. Okay. So now it's not so much um, you can't hold a job; it's just that it's Less. the job is paying him forty grand, fifty right. grand, whatever, and you're right. making two hundred and fifty grand. Right. Okay. How long are you willing to deal with that? I think it that's where that's where the okay is he pulling his weight more to justify that you know mm-hmm. uh, really imbalance of income um, is he showing up in other ways that's compensating for a little lack less than of income He's helping what would more be a way kid, what would yeah. be a way that would suffice for lack of income uh, like action like is he taking on more of the responsibility of the home the laundry the dishes the pu- going d- uh the Publix, going picking up the kids dropping off the kids making appointments like if you're if you're taking on that role mm-hmm. while i see you still trying to obviously pursue more in your career mm-hmm. then i then i'm gonna give you patience but it's action if there's no action and if you're, you're just giving me lip service or no lip service then i that i have no you know, there's no patience for that. So it's all action oriented. You can give lip service to somebody all day, but what are they following up with action wise? And especially mm. for all the singles out there, right, who are going back and forth on the dating apps and, you know, oh, I can't, you know, I'd love to meet you for coffee next week. And then like they ghost you. It's like, you know, words are words. So especially when you're in a relationship, it's not just words. It's also how you're following up with action to justify the way you feel, whether it's good or bad. Mm. 
Then Chelsea I have killed a that thing. Go ahead. If you're, if you're, if they're filling up with action in other areas, and you're putting more time into the work and stuff, I do you think that this that stress of work will put you in a position where those actions wouldn't at some point suffice yeah. for the lack of income? I think that that's where conversation and communication is so important, where you both sit down mm -hmm. and you go, all right, honey, what is the strategy, mm -hmm. right? And that has to be a two-way conversation so that I'm in the loop of what you're trying to do to get out of the 40K, mm -hmm. you know, paycheck. And again, if I'm on board with your strategy and then I see you taking action on that strategy, mm -hmm. I'm gonna give you, right, a, you know, a little bit of a longer leash because I'm seeing you put in the work. I'm seeing you take action. Um, and When's I, the due date for that? Yeah. Like how how long? Like well, is it like a year, I, two years, and six I have years? Something to add to I that. kind of my is a year. Because a, a lot could happen in a year. A okay. year is ample mm -hmm. amount of time to find a job, kind of pivot, you know, reboot. So a year feels good to me. Okay. And yeah. so if if he ends up making like if you make two hundred fifty thousand dollars and he makes one hundred forty thousand dollars, okay, right. and now the school the kids are not getting picked up from school, the the laundry is not getting done, everything's building up. What happens then? Because to me, what I often see mm -hmm. and I hear from other men and women that there tends to be a built-up resentment right and resentment is the key to destroying your marriage yes um and women seem to um develop resentment more than men um faster right it's like a they feel more disgust that's we feel disgusted more, okay? Disgusted when what? Disgusted. Like, we feel repulsed by our husbands. We feel um, that they're not picking up the weight. They're not doing what they need to do. So that grows and grows over time to the point where breathing annoys you. Right. And mm -hmm. where, where does that disgust stem from? Not pulling their weight income-wise around the house? It becomes... Well, that's why, I'm, that's why I wanted to ask is, you know, at some point, the... The imbalance there, if he's making less money and also not picking up the weight, yep. you know, that creates that little friction, right? The friction causes the fire. Like, mm -hmm. and these things start developing. And then at one point, you're just not talking to that person. Anymore. Which is why communication is essential. Right. So if you're if, if some if that little friction moment happens and you're just letting it fester and you're not communicating how that made you feel. Right. That's going to build and build and build. And then you're going to explode and you're going to rip his head off one night. You have to have communication in a marriage. You have to have communication in any partnerships. Would you have a, would you not talk talk to your you know, co co-owner of a company? You know that's what you are. You're you're mm -hmm. literally co-owners of of your marriage. of your marriage, right? And it's two people to tango. So you have to both have open dialogue, and also not judge each other for ha within that dialogue, right? Mm -hmm. Like, can you create a safe space, right? And can you are, are you able to really be vulnerable with your partner? If you're not able to be vulnerable with your partner, then that's not your partner. Chelsea in the house. Um, let's move on to the next question. Um, Wait, I didn't answer it. Oh well, I got something better for you, okay? Because we've got probably 10, 15 minutes left, and I want to okay. get to this, and we will wrap up. Um, unless you're dying to answer that question, no, men no. and women can be friends. Okay. Anyway, I want to get into the sexier stuff. Okay. So we've had some uh, porn stars on the show. Yes. We've had some uh, OnlyFans girls on the show. 
the, the sexual monetization of women is a real thing. OnlyFans, Instagram, um, Twitch, you know, where you can kind of watch women play games, that, that whole thing. That's a real thing, monetizing sex. Um, but then, you know, sex is now becoming something that it's, you know, willy-nilly, all right, cool. And then I come across this thing called the Body Count Challenge on TikTok. Mm-hmm. You've ever heard of this? Yes. You familiar yeah. with the Body Count? Nope. You can imagine yeah, your body um, count and how many sexual partners you've had. Um, your body I was count. picking up on context. Okay, piece, gotcha. Yep. <laughs> so um, I'd like to play this clip um, of the body t- body count challenge on TikTok. And I want to understand if the body count is sacred or it should just be wide open like this. Natalia, mm-hmm. I believe you have a clip that you're going to play yes. um, of this thing right here. Of my voice. Volume. Okay, volume is up. Everybody sees it's up. And we're going to play. So what is on the screen? It says, how I met my body count. Omegle, concerts, high school, gotcha. at a stoplight, et cetera, and all the So this girl right here tinder, basically tinder. Um, has a 33 body count. That's her number. And then Natalia, read where she met all her body count people. Yikes. Um, Omegle, concert, high school, at a stoplight, Instagram, brother's friend, high school, best friend, school, best friend's neighbor, ex-best friend, Jeez. another ex-best friend, best friend's neighbor's friend, Instagram, other best friend, high school, Tinder, 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 Tinder. Yeah, and then on the right side, it's just Tinder, 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 Trader Joe's. Best right. friends, childhood <laughs> And then a lot of Tinder. And the bar. Bumble. Right, and then so this girl, by the stoplight. Yes. I mean, that's, that's pretty right. good. So oh, this girl, talk, this, well, oh. hustle. I don't yeah. know what that is. But anyway, this girl is just putting her body count, and she looks young, by the way. She's she putting her body count out there for the world to see and exactly breaking it down how she met the dude. Mm-hmm. I assume that, okay, or Dudes. the other or person. Other person. Or the other partners, person. Yes. Got it, got it, got it. Um, These days. That's traditional man right here. Uh, just thinking sorry, that a man and a woman. That. That, there Wait. it is. I don't know. <laughs> Call me crazy. Okay. Anyway, let's watch this video, and it features our friend Rebecca. Oh, great. Can someone please explain to me why the hashtag body count challenge is now trending on TikTok and young women are posting their body counts for the world to see and scrutinize? This speaks to a broader issue that we're seeing on social media altogether, this form of narcissism that we're seeing in women. And it's telling when the fact that women are going out of their way to post their most intimate information for the world to criticize, scrutinize, comment on, demonize, all of that stuff. I urge young women to not post their body counts, not put yourself at unnecessary exposure because I'm telling you, this is not going to help you in your long-term relationships because- Okay, basically you're saying this ain't gonna end well for you. There's no upside to this. So Rebecca, what made you want to basically weigh in on this when you saw it? Well, first of all, it made me very angry because as a, you know, you've seen these young women and the TikTok challenge women are just going out of their way to to post this and they're using it they're they're propping it up and saying oh my gosh look at how you know progressive i am look at how amazing i am and all this stuff i don't you know and and to me that was like why why are you doing this no one asked for it even if it was that and here listen that's a lot okay i'm sorry Mm -hmm. that's a lot that is a lot okay 
but why are you posting it and and wanting attention about it yeah. that's the like that's the question and you always say why like why are you doing this and i think it's 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 because a lot of women are seeking that validation wanting that attention that dopamine hit oh i got likes i got comments and i got this that and the third but the the problem is is like you know people your future husband could watch that yeah. your future you know partner Spouse, whoever, sp- person, person being. whatever being you know whatever you're into is going to see that and you're like wow mm-hmm. um should i get tested today yeah, i see that as a huge cry for love and help yes yeah. just i want to be loved i want to be seen i want to be heard i want to feel valued and you know it's it, it i understand how it's empowering to some to have multiple partners, many of partners, but at the end of the day, you know, when you love someone and you're having sex with them, it's totally different than the guy at the stop sign. Yeah. You know. It's just, I don't know, it just, yeah. like you said, it just speaks to this broader issue that's like, wow, these, you know, especially these young women, they're, they, they're not love. They don't feel that love. Yeah. And the fact that they will completely give themselves up to any single person, mm-hmm. a person at the stoplight, a person at Omega, like Omega is like a weird date or a weird website that like people talk on. How, how is this happening? You know? And it, it just scares me for the future. Um, because if this is the, the trend, mm-hmm. what's, well, are we even going to value sex with our husbands? Like, are, is this even going to be a thing? Are people going to be so desensitized to sex that, you know, it just, oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Move in silence is what you're saying. Basically, if you're going to do not that. Even, you, it's not even that. Don't move in silence. Don't move. Like, stop doing that. Like, stop giving yourself up to every single person. I'm sorry. I'm or just keep it to yourself. Well, why mm-hmm. do you got to broadcast it? The, both. There's a difference. You're saying yeah. you there, there's two there, there's three schools of thought here. There it's more where you're going with this. Like the less body count, the better. Yes. And and just and also just don't, don't post it. And yeah. don't. Oh, well, that's the third thing, right? Then, and I'm not saying Chelsea, but I'm just using a middle ground. It's do what you ever gonna do. Just keep it to yourself, right? Whether that's three, ten, thirty, I don't care. Just keep it to yourself. You're saying less the better. And then there's the school of thought that's like. Do whatever you want, willy-nilly style, call her daddy podcast vibes, where it's just like, do it, own it, and post it. Well, that's the trend. And that's very dangerous. Yeah. That's very dangerous. With that being said, I actually did a video revealing my body count. Natalia, if you want to play it. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Natalia was like, an hour to find. <laughs> Natalia's like, anyway, that would be, um, that'd be good anyway i want to challenge jg on the screen there is it me or chelsea is chelsea a little crazier than the other women on the panel adam Adam, make make a a poll please explain i'd like to know because he feels threatened he feels threatened sorry jg JG. I can't even see this chat. You went there. Anyway, don't yep. pay attention to that. Pay attention to me. All right, let's um <laughs> let's get into the last question and then we'll wrap up. Okay. Um You guys are married. Yes. Okay. Yes. I was briefly engaged. I almost got married, spent a lot of money on a ring, got the ring back. Good. Uh Lauren, if you're watching, I know you got remarried. I'm happy for you. Much love. I'm happy. I hope he treats you great. That's awesome. But I almost spent a lot of money on a wedding. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. I saved that money. Okay, and now I'm, uh, you know, saved up a lot of money. And then if and when I get married, uh, we'll spend a little bit of that money unless I get married at PBD's house in the next uh, 
two years. Anyway, so um, you know the whole it. thing. What's that? I'll plan it like that. Yeah, thank you. With Rebecca from Spain. Oh, she's asking for a room. Um, the the thing that I want to convey and get your opinion on is that a wedding is one day, a marriage is a lifetime, and mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of women and a lot of couples treat this wedding as like well, I want to go all out I want to go big I want to do it up I want this to be the most extravagant wedding I want this to be the wedding of the ages and I've been at weddings like galore in my early 30s I was at a wedding every single freaking weekend of my mm-hmm. life yeah. to the point where I was like having deja vu it's like have I ever been uh, yeah I was at <laughs> this exact same place with this exact same thing with the exact same rabbi the exact same priest the exact same thing it's just two different people getting right. married okay I was like I'm a, the commoditization of uh, of marriage. So for two people that have been married, you've been married six years. You've been yes. married how long? Almost two. Almost two. Mm-hmm. And Jen's been married, she said, 18 years. years. Ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. The stories I could tell how we used to party at college, I won't <laughs> go there. Don't. But Jen's a great girl. So um, how big was your wedding? How much would you did you spend? Was it worth it? Would you reveal sort of the, the benefits, the pros, the cons, and the costs of yeah. your wedding? Um, to be completely honest, I don't know what the wedding cost. My parents di- uh, paid for it. And I was the first and only daughter. Mm-hmm. So um, my parents were very adamant about throwing. They wanted to do it. Oh, wedding. I mean, St. Regis. Wow. Bell Harbor wedding. It was absolutely gorgeous. It was absolutely gorgeous. You know, it was over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I said to my I said, Mom, this is your wedding. You know, I, this I'm the is bride. your wedding. Yeah, that's <laughs> yes, because like you run it. All I cared about was who I was marrying, yeah. and that my favorite people were there. You know, um, so yeah. So I truly don't know. I don't want to know. Really? No. Because uh, because they know that I would have never let them spend it. Hmm. Um, I think that look, you want to have a fun wedding, have a fun wedding, but like look past the wedding. And like, what does life look like, you know, once the wedding's done? And does that yeah. mean that you're in debt? Does it mean that you're in a, you know, studio apartment and maybe could have put a down payment on a house? Like, right. right. So like, look past the wedding first and then plan the wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, six years later, how often do you think about your wedding? Um, I mean, you know, it, it comes up often because of how epic it was. Honestly, it was that wedding, huh? It was that wedding. Um, <laughs> it, it comes up. Who's crazy now, JJ? <laughs> um, no, you know, I, I'm happy to say that it's it's something. You know, mm-hmm. it's a memory that still feels super fresh, even though it's six years ago. Um, but I think you know, if someone gave me the option of like have a mega wedding or have a beautiful wedding, you know, more on the intimate side, mm-hmm. and here's you know a, a down payment. I would have been like, yes, sign me up for that. Gotcha. Yeah. So even in retrospect, you're saying my parents paid for the wedding. It was a big wedding. It was the big wedding. Yeah. If I could do it all over again, I would prefer maybe a little bit more intimate and save that money and put it on down payment on the house. Yeah. And then my brother got married 2020 and me and Jordan had that conversation with my brother and his future wife and, Mm. you know, budget and spend that budget on the wedding or smaller wedding and save it and because we didn't have the opportunity to have that conversation you know it's kind of like my parents were just so excited and like it was off to the races and you know it they did the latter Mm -hmm. they did the okay a little bit more more intimate intimate. and they're homeowners that's great and they're 28 and 29 wow good for them so you know 
Thank you for sharing that. Rebecca, yeah. tell us about your wedding, yeah. everything that yeah. happened that day. James, if you're watching, There's you a story. know, well, we listen were up, buddy. super sober because <laughs> both my husband and I don't drink. Um, so we remember everything. Um, no, it was, we got married in 2020. So COVID wedding. And um, we during went, COVID. Yeah. I mean, no, like after it was in October. So no, in COVID of twenty, yeah, yeah, during 20, COVID, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, twenty COVID. height of COVID, yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we had an intimate wedding, and we paid for it. Um, my parents, uh, you know, things happened during COVID in twenty twenty. A lot of people were struggling, and initially they were going to pay for the wedding. I was the last daughter to get mm-hmm. married. So, of course, they wanted to go all out. I'm the favorite. So, I'm just <laughs> um, so they wanted to go all out, but unfortunately, it didn't happen. And so we had an intimate wedding. It was beautiful. It was everything that I wanted. It was very lofty vibes. It was just gorgeous. It was with all of our favorite people. Um and I loved every moment of it. I still watched the video because um, <laughs> it was just like so beautiful. The ceremony mm-hmm. was so beautiful. Everything else, I was just like, I don't care. I just want to go, like, be with my husband. I don't really care about this. Like, Love it. Yeah, I think it. I think the ultimate the reason that I wanted to ask this question is a lot of young people that are out there in serious relationships mm-hmm. that are it's getting stupid. engaged, getting married, planning it all out, you know, and they're going through. Oh my God, the stress and this, the cost of this, to that. Oh, and. Yeah, we spent only twenty thousand dollars. Twenty thousand, amazing that's, that's on, on everything. On everything, amazing. Wow. Yeah, some people spend twenty thousand dollars on the band. Yeah, like exactly. Flowers. Yeah, yeah, flowers okay. and mm-hmm. whatever. So if if you if you could, um, without putting numbers on it, say, all right, this memory from the wedding, I whatever it was, I'd pay more for that. And then what do you remember? You're like, I don't know how much we spent on that, but we could have totally done without that. Do you understand my question yeah. a little bit right here? So each of you, what would you double down on, whatever the cost is, spend that money? And where would you just like, nah, save that money, it ain't worth it? That we did? Yes. That we, that we did already? Yes. Basically, best memory, and then like a mulligan, like if a do-over, nah, I would eliminate that, save that money. Hmm. I can go. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Um, the ceremony, I would take that and replay it like 50,000 times. I loved it was so like intimate and beautiful and we both cried. I would pay so much money to see that every single day. Okay. Um, but after that it was just and the first dance with my dad. Oh. So those two because I lost my dad right after. So oh. um so to me that those memories like the the my my dad giving me away and that I would replay that over and over and over again. Um, and the ceremony, like I, I'm not the ceremony, the reception, I don't care. Like the food, I don't even remember eating. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the dancing, it was fun. All of that stuff, like watching everyone get drunk is not cool when you're like, when you're sober. Um, and just seeing everyone go crazy. It's, you're like, okay, can we just get to the hotel? You're saying you, (laughs) you wanted to get it off. I would pay for that hotel. I would pay for a sick hotel room and lay it down, okay? <laughs> the same. So congrats, James. So basically you're saying you would double down on the special moments. Yes. Make the memories. Everything The reception. Like, not the reception, the actual wedding ceremony. ceremony. yeah. You'd have three dances with your dad if you could. 
And so then many. and then you'd spend more money on the hotel room, yeah. less money on drinks, alcohol, food. I mean, for bullshit. me, yeah, we don't, okay. we didn't care about cool. it. Respect. Thank you yeah. for being vulnerable, and being real, Chelsea. Do you have an answer yet? What would you spend more money on, and what would you save that money on? I would uh, save it on the quantity of people. Yeah, like you know, cut. Two hundred and a half. That's a hundred people less to pay okay. for. That would make a that would make a significant dent. Um, and what would I spend more on? Um, probably the honeymoon. Yeah, I'd make it longer. Wow. Yeah, honeymoon because it's Amazing. like just this bubble of joy, and um, we did it for five days. Like I would do it for ten. Good like, for you. Yeah. Yeah. Because like you never okay. get that moment back. I love it. So yeah. hopefully young people out there who are in relationships that are contemplating getting married, you took it from this. What would be your best piece of advice for young couples in love right now? Regarding wedding or period? You know, planning oh. that next phase of their life. Mm-hmm. Save money and just do a destination wedding and just have your honeymoon at your destination and just be done with it. And be like, everything. Cancun. You want to do Cancun? Party it up. Go. You want to go to Turks and Caicos, get married in Turks and Caicos. I promise you, you're not going to have that many guests. And then just vacation for like two weeks in the Caribbean or whatever you want to do. Yeah. There you go. Just double down on your, uh, yeah, put your wedding for- and your honeymoon all in the same place. You yeah. cut out the... Cut the fat. Cut out the people you don't want to yeah. be there. Save that money. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Listen, anytime we I hear save that elope. money, I'm in, I'm involved. We so wanted to elope, but that was never going to happen. Okay. Chelsea, <laughs> best piece of advice for young couples in love who are planning something for their future. Communicate. I so I have a handful of single friends and a handful of friends that aren't married but in relationships, mm-hmm. and it's amazing the amount of phone calls I get to have conversations with me about the thing, yeah. versus <laughs> are you talking to him or her about the thing. And again, that's the whole, you know, I think that it's harder for men to be vulnerable, right? We've been, we've brewed men to be strong and the conquerors and the, you know, breadwinners and, but it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to share any insecurities or thoughts or even your actual, what you desire, right? Um, So sit down, have a conversation, lay it out there recognize it as a safe space right because you're you are sitting down you are you are choosing to have this conversation together because guess what this conversation before you get married is going to be a lot easier than after you got married Mm -hmm. if there's anything you got to flush through right and are you on the same page are you do you want the same things do you admire to do you have the same goals do you want to live in the same location do you both want children do you not want children what religion do you want your children to be all of these things should be talked about in Mm -hmm. a very clear conscious concise sit down let's talk it out and then you will know if you're on the same page yeah. or you won't 100 have the tough conversations have up t- front yes patrick pbd um ceo of valuetainment he recommends a book for every couple uh before they go they get serious it's called 101 questions yeah. to ask before mm-hmm. you get engaged are you mm-hmm. familiar with this yes. book mm-hmm. okay and that sounds like like basically what you're recommending is like get it all out there get it all out there okay you don't yeah. want to find out two years no. in hold on you did what you believe this you want to raise your kids this no. hold on i thought that you were what hold on. like that's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. you don't want to find that out after the fact no yeah no and that's time that's wasting both of your time 
Yeah. Right. You know, you want to have children. Your husband's telling you, you know, he wants to have children. Then five years into your marriage, you're like, all right, you know, babe, let's. And he's like, no. I mean, you both just wasted each other's time. And you you just need to have the conversations and they might be they might be awkward. Right. Mm -hmm. But you're both there together. Right. If you're going to be partners for life, you got to do awkward, too, together. Okay. Uh, Wrap up. Rebecca, final word. Chelsea, I think you killed it in the last like couple questions. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You just you caught fire. I think JG pissed you off, and you. All respect, girl JG. Girl on fire. No, all you respect. You want to get the final word right here before we wrap up? Just no. life, no, love, I, marriage. There you pre, go. I premarital counseling. So oh. It basically does the same. There you go too. If you need a third party, yeah. premarital mm-hmm. counseling. Flush it all out before you get married. You don't want that in marriage, okay? Yeah. No, no, no. You don't. Yeah. There you Flash go. Man, I hope you took some of that. All right, let's wrap up. Natalia, before we go, yes. super chats, comments, subscribes, chats, all that stuff. Uh, go ahead, Natalia. The mic is yours. Awesome. Well, I will start off with a super chat. We have these right here. And we'll start with uh, read Dr. Lauren, Proper Care, Feeding of Husband and oh, Proper yeah, that's Care, a good one. Feeding of a Marriage. Mm-hmm. It's a book recommendation. And then we have Midnight Z31. Here comes the shaming. We as men in general want to provide for our women. We don't want to fight for our lover after dealing with the world all day. Uh, and then I say, I have uh, Nas. Uh, he said, we support Rebecca. Thanks, Nas. Um, JG replied. I don't know if you want me to read JG's I can comment. See it. Down. You can see it. Take the skirt off your husband. JG, did you know that skirts are trending for men right now? Oh, no. Go no, check no. it out. Slash, my husband is not wearing a skirt. He's the most masculine man I know because he's able to be vulnerable. He supports me to the nth degree, and we tackle life together. So I don't know how you call that anything but attractive and masculine. Love that. Love that. And then I'll do just a quick shout-out to uh, Kuman-san and Scott. Uh, they said, don't forget about me, Natalia. And uh, <laughs> they said some nice comments about me. Natalia is a wonderful female, representation of the brand. She do afters with Myron and Fresh. She's amazing, and et cetera. So thank Who you. Who said that comment? To, uh, Kuman-san. Yeah, well, maybe she'll be on Fresh and Fit pretty maybe, soon I if we give know. a shout-out to Appreciate the love. Appreciate it. I get a little shy reading my own comments on this. They love, they <laughs> love Natalia. Um, but yeah, that's it for Super Chats. I think overall this was a great um uh, sauce cast today I think it was really informative for like different perspectives for you know people out there um, my advice for anybody listening uh, I would say be clear or do things to get clear on what you want if you do want to choose a career path you know know the sacrifices you have to take for that if you want to choose a more traditional path know the sacrifices you have to make for that and from there make your decision um, because no matter what choice you make there has to be sacrifices on both ends yeah. um, so that's kind of my like send off until see this tomorrow. is why we love natalia and this is why natalia is going to be getting her own show Woo-hoo! co-hosting with me friday yeah so let me let me kind of give the praises and sing it out um number one thank you rebecca of thank course. you chelsea for being thank here thank you. thank you jen if you're driving you're listening i don't know where you're at um but again we do this show for you guys out there we do this show because a lot of young men out there need direction well i don't care where you're at in life you could always improve you're not don't have the pity party for yourself there's always room for improvement to get better, faster, stronger, cooler, wealthier, sexier, hottier. All that men can improve. Women can too. Um, but that's why we do this show. Yeah. Uh, for you guys that understand what we're doing here on Valuetainment and what we're trying to bring value and uh, education and uh, world news and all that fun, good stuff. 
and mix it in with entertainment and laughs and loves and joy and all that fun <laughs> stuff. Put it together so you feel valued. That's what we do here. Thursdays, we do this every Thursday, and we have beautiful, amazing people that come in our panel, guests. But on Fridays, it's going to be the Adam and Natalia show. We're going to be sitting here answering your questions. So if you're not following Valuetainment on Instagram, follow us on Instagram yes. and you'll see there's a post you can ask questions. If you're not following me on Instagram, Saz Talks Money, um, go ahead. You can juicy, ask those questions. Like, juicy questions. And like, Natalia, your money, Instagram is what? Uh, it's just my, my first Natalia and Del Valle Natalia on Instagram. Del Valle. Ask us questions. Yes, We're here for you. All types. There's people sliding in DMs. There's people leaving comments. <laughs> yeah. It's great. We're missing it. We're not getting it. <laughs> Do it on the chat on uh, Fridays. That's where we're going to be answering your questions. And if you've got some really dope questions and you've got some real stuff that we need to figure out, we're going to be calling you to have conversations with you on the Valuetainment Bat Phone, yes. okay, to answer your questions. One of the things we say is you've got questions. Not only do we got answers, but we got solutions. That's what we're doing here nice. on Valuetainment. Last thing, if you have not subscribed to Valuetainment, if you have not subscribed to Valuetainment Money, if you have not subscribed to Valuetainment Short Clips, if you are not subscribed to the PBD podcast, Jedediah, Valuetainment Comedy, we've got so much stuff going on right now. <laughs> we just got the number one video on the planet right now with Andrew Tate. Subscribe, like, comment, share, and it's all freaking free, bro. <laughs> and this is the value entertainment that we're bringing your way. Thank you guys for being here. We appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening. We are out. And as always, we'll send it off with Save That Money. You know how we do. We'll see you guys tomorrow, 4 o'clock, live SauceCast. We'll see you then.